presentation from Alive 105, live and local. It's Friday night, and time for Derby, Derby Panther, Panther Football. Football. Tonight's pregame coaches show is brought to you by Tender Care Lawn and Landscape. Discover the Tender Care difference. And now, here's the Alive 105 sports team, Kevin Payne and Doyle Phillips. Well, Panther fans, once again, it's Friday night. We're at May South tonight. First time we visited May South. Uh, coaches, let's talk about last week. We played a very tough Mays game. Uh, as we all reflect on it, I, I, it kind of reminds me of Rocky Balboa and Apollo Creed. It just was like, what what Giants gonna gonna survive tonight and the knockdowns and all that. Talk to us a little bit about how that game film broke down it's got to be phenomenal well uh i'll I'll talk about special teams first uh special teams kind of weird you know they run that all that reverse stuff and they're they're very gimmicky um on on some of their stuff so we kind of had to uh do some stuff that we're not used to usually we kick it deep every time but we didn't want to give them a cheap touchdown so uh we pushed it um you know we got scotty who's a phenomenal kicker this year but you know i Right, right, right now he's a soccer player first, and he doesn't practice with us, so he wasn't able to come out there and do the pooch kicks that, that we were wanting and all that stuff, and we kind of just kind of had to tell him what, what we wanted out of him uh, on game day. And, uh, you know, he was kind of setting some short pooch kicks. We wanted him a little deeper. Uh, he did we, – we did let him kick, kick it deep once, uh, and we, we kind of had some momentum, so we were wanting to see if we can pit him inside the 20, and we did, which, which was good. Um, but punt return, they they I think they kicked once. We we punted once. Uh, so special teams were, um, you know, not not too much to go off of. They did miss two field goals. Uh, thank goodness, it probably been a difference in the game. I did tell our kids though. You know, we were talking about how every play matters. Uh, there was our last touchdown. Um, Got a high snap, kind of bad snap. Mercer uh, Thatcher jumps up for the ball kind of off his knee and puts it back down. Scotty does a little delay and kicks it through the uprights. You know, if uh, if Mercer doesn't catch that ball and do what he does, it's game over. You know, all they have to do, they don't have to go for two. They they kick an extra point, game over. So uh, kind of want to make a point to the kids that every every snap that, that goes on uh, matters. You know, and if Mercer didn't, didn't think that, that snap mattered, then, you know, we would have lost. So uh, special teams went well. Offensively, took a little bit of time to get going. You know, we uh, moving down the, the field 15 yards, 10 yards, 8 yards, 10 yards, and we get a penalty, puts us in a bad position. And uh, um, just, I mean, it, it was just kind of like that early. Uh, they, they they had some guys back on defense that they, they hadn't had for a while, so they were a little bit better than, than what we thought they, they, they showed previously in the, the – prior weeks but uh um their defense was good i i thought our kids played well i thought we ran the ball really well um you know we we tried to throw a couple times and kind of set us back uh just i mean i i don't know I, we, we threw some short routes uh nathan keener had a pretty good pretty good uh game with with short routes and stuff but we just couldn't get anything vertically to to work we dropped a couple passes uh had a couple overthrows and stuff like that and uh I really worked on that this week and I, I know the kids have improved but uh um you know i i told the kids after the game uh this is one of those games that uh, you walk away um you know everybody expected us to win um you know i was kind of hoping to win bigger than what we did and not be a close game 
But uh, so so we were kind of walking away. You got to just feel it uh, when I was talking to the team. Like, you know, even though we won, we lost. Uh, our kids knew we didn't play that well. Uh, but but I did talk to the kids about you know enjoying the the win. Uh, so sometimes it's uh, sometimes a loss will motivate you, but I think more importantly this this game uh, we we got into a high pressure situation and we came up big with that two point conversion stop with our defense. You know our our defense is you know playing uh, semi good at best at, at, at times, but when, when it mattered the most to get the the win, they they stepped up and did it. And the the moment wasn't too big. So. Uh, uh, you know, it's it's good for those kids to have that pressure on them because uh, when it when it comes down to there, there's going to be a pressure situation in the playoffs that either you know we we might lose the ball game to where we have to step up and be big or it becomes a state championship game to where we have to to make a big play or something like that. But but there's going to be another pressure situation with this team. It, it could be round two, round three, round four, or it could be after that. So uh, um, I, I was glad. Glad our kids went through that, and also I was glad they came out victorious because you know if we we can take care of business tonight, that that'll give us some some home field advantage. So uh, uh, offensively, special teams they they did all right, but but the kids knew we could do better. Yeah, defensively, uh, you know I thought we had a really good week of practice. I thought the guys were intense, the guys were motivated. Um, but uh, hats off to Avery Johnson and and the Mays offense last week. I mean uh, that guy's pretty special. A uh, really good football player, you know. There's times, uh, I, you know, I felt pretty confident going the week that we that we'd have a pretty good shot at defending him. And uh, you know, he is uh, he's he's he is what he is. He's getting the offers he's getting for a reason. The guy's pretty special. So unfortunately, he's a junior, and we have to defend him again next year too. So, <laughs> um, you know, uh, we we uh, we had an injury real early, you know, to our senior leader uh, Cole Menton at the linebacker position, at the Mike linebacker position on that first drive. So first drive, he breaks his arm. Um, obviously he can't play anymore. Um, and then from that point, it was basically almost game plan was out the window and defense was scrambling from that point on. So, um, we, we were working our tails off as a staff, you know, I gotta, you gotta give a shout out to my coaching staff on defense for, for just scrambling, getting guys lined up, getting guys position. We were having, we had miles, miles wash, then go and play the mic position. So he was playing a different position. We were bringing in guys playing will backer. That was not their position. Um, we were playing around with different personnel sets, um, to try to get an advantage, to try to get, try to get more speed and athleticism on the field. But at the end of the day, it was just, it was, it was getting, it was getting guys out of position that had not gotten reps all week. You know, that injury really kind of put us in a bind there. And it just shows you how big of a leader, you know, Cole Minton was for us on the defense side of the ball. And, uh, and he, even, even, you know, a guy like Miles, who's a reliable, really good linebacker for us, you know, all of a sudden with, with his buddy Cole not in there, you know, those two inside backers, you know, I think they feed off each other and they play off each other. With Cole not up there, all of a sudden, you know, Miles is making some mistakes. Uh, that's, that's very uncharacteristic of him. But, I mean, throughout the game, played really hard, played really well. I mean, obviously the leader for us, and we got we got the win. Couldn't be happier with that. But, um, you know, after that first quarter, you know, it got up us pretty quick. You know, we held him scoreless in the second. Held him scoreless in the third quarter, you know. But then uh, after a while, you know, we, we made those early adjustments. We kept him scoreless, but we were pretty limited with the injuries and the guys coming in. You know, a lot of our pressure packages were out. You know, some of our pressures that we like to run. Um, the guys we were putting in these different positions didn't didn't know them. We had we didn't have reps with them during the week in these in these spots. So uh, we had to get pretty basic. And once once. Uh, the Mays offensive guys kind of figured out what we were going to be in and sitting in, you know, they, they kind of got took advantage of that later in the game, but, but we hung on, you hung on, you know, you know, we got, 
we got we kind of knew they're going to go for two there towards the end, and we wanted to make sure we had we had pressure in the QB's face. Um, we won't talk about how you know how bad we covered that in the back end. We definitely had a bust in that deal. But sometimes you're you're better lucky than good, and uh, luckily the pressure got there to him, and we were able to force a bad throw and got a pick. Um, so. Uh, always good to beat Mays. I mean, I was proud of our guys for for not giving up. Like Coach said, it it was a great night. The fans were incredible. That the you know the environment was was absolutely electric. Um, it, it was loud, and I know some of our young guys were on the field. I mean, they were they were really really nervous, you know. So, but that's good for us. You know, that's really good to have those kind of kind of games. It's only going to help us help us get better and help us grow. You know, Coach. Uh, uh... We always talk about this, uh, that you want your team or your individual, whatever, whoever's competing, to com- to peak at the right time. Uh, you know, And sometimes I think that's just a saying. But tell our listeners what you notice or how you will know that our team has peaked at the right time. Well, you talk about the word peak. I mean, there's a lot of different, different things that we want to peak at. You know, we want to be in condition. Uh, we want to be as strong as we can during the season, at, uh, during the playoffs. We want to have the knowledge of our game, of what we want to do. Uh, we, we've got a saying, you know, don't beat Derby. Um, you know, we, we can be our own worst enemy. We, we can be the only, you know, I, I tell this to our kids all the time in the locker room. I said the only team that can beat us tonight is the team that I'm talking to right now. Okay, we can't beat ourselves, and uh, they, and that's that's kind of where we want to get. We want to get to where we're not making mistakes, uh, but but like Coach Wietrich said, uh, you know, when you get late into a season, you start getting some injuries, you know, and just to show you what Cole Minton going down created. I mean, it created some havoc on the sideline, just just moving kids around, trying to get the best athletes on the field, and and kind of switching up position. You know, Brent Pasquale. Uh, played the majority of that of that game at a position that he doesn't even play, and he played a lot of scout team uh, that that week also. So, so not only is he playing a different position, uh, he he is uh, you know didn't didn't get too many reps with uh, against you know the maze looks and all that stuff. But uh, but going back to peaking, you know we we want our kids to know our system inside and out, and uh, hopefully we don't have too many more injuries going going forward. But uh, um, we always talk to our kids, our, our, our twos also, about don't be the guy that doesn't do anything because you don't think you're going to go in and somebody goes down and then all of a sudden you go in. But you didn't put that extra time in the, the film room. You didn't put that extra time in, in practice when the coaches were coaching up the ones. You were out there just, you know, uh, joking around with a friend, not listening to what they were telling your position to do in these situations. And uh, um, so so I think that kind of it proved itself um, to the kids when Cole, Cole went down. But we want to peak in all facets, uh, kicking game, offense, defense, mentally, uh, emotionally. I thought uh, um, I was a little disappointed in our team. I thought emotionally we, we didn't stay in check, especially the first set quarter. We had a little adversity last game, and uh, some of our kids were just acting out of character. And uh, we got a couple personal fouls. Uh, that it, two, two of the greatest kids on our team, I love them to death. But but they, they they were letting the their emotions get to them. They were letting the game get so big that they were getting so frustrated that we were having that adversity and uh, we couldn't handle it. So they just I mean they just had to be a high school kid and just let it out, you know, and act out of character. And uh, it was a good teaching moment. Uh, so we we want to peak emotionally too. Um, I mean there there's a lot of things that we want to peak at, but uh, I think we're getting there. 
Uh, this week we had one of the best weeks of practice offensively. I know defense had a, you know, minus Cole being gone. I think defense had a pretty good week of practice. Special teams did too. So uh, there's not too too much to complain about. So I, I, I think we're getting there. We're not there yet. Uh, we got we got one or two more weeks to, to get to really where we need to peak. Coach Clark, Coach Wietrich touched on it just a little bit ago that, uh, you know, he expected Mays to go for two points there. What what's uh, and I know I've I've heard it from several people this week. What makes you decide I'm going to go for one, tie this thing up, go to overtime, or I'm going to go for two? Is it, is it a gut feeling, or is it something that home field advantage brings, or, or where do you go if you were in that situation? Well, uh, usually for for me, it's a gut feeling. Uh, for for Mays, I, I would say it factored in that you know they they were visitors, so we got home field advantage. But uh, if if I was a Mays coach, I would probably say, yeah, we're going to go for two because we got Avery Johnson. Uh, you know, he's one of the best athletes on the field. He hasn't been tackled yet, really. Uh, you know, so I'm sure that factored in. Um, probably would have ran him instead of passed. But, uh, uh, hey, that's all right, though. You know, uh, Britton came up with a, a good pick. But, you know, same situation. When, when you, like this year, um, I, if, if we were in a high situation, I would not hesitate to go for two with the offensive line that we have and Dylan Edwards and Mercer Thatcher behind them. You know, I would not. And we practice all year, year long uh, for, with, with some plays. Uh, that that we're saving, and there, there's a lot of times uh, during the se- or during a whole season that we we leave probably 20 plays uh, in the playbook. If we practice small year round, but like last year, we had so many plays dialed up that we could use in situations just like that that we never used because we never got in that situation. It kind of upsets you, but I guess it's better to not be in that situation than be in that situation. But uh, I'm sure they had that play dialed up. I'm sure that was their play. If they were going to go for two or had a do or die short yardage situation, uh, that that's what they were going to run. And uh, uh, I, if if I was in their shoes, I would have gone for two also. Well. Coach Wietrich, I'm going to dovetail off uh, Kevin's question as well. Uh, you know, it looked like a uh, pretty good play by our outside linebacker putting the pressure on the quarterbacks, what it looked like to us. But uh, uh, did you have a special defense you called? Or, you know, just tell us about that play. I mean, you had to be excited about it too. Well, Doyle, you want the truth or you want like the <laughs> – No, no. We, we Yeah, Kate Sheldon was off the edge. So we, we had uh, – we had our we had a, we had a front we liked we had a blitz we liked we had you know obviously down the goal line we're kind of you know limited in coverage we were we were we committed to a pressure and we committed to play man down there we committed to, to being up in the face and not giving space um, and we knew that I mean the ball had to go to Avery Johnson the ball you know whether he was going to run it whether he was going to pass it I mean we knew it was going to be in him and we wanted we wanted bodies on him and not just one as many as we could get so. Yeah, we called we called an outside pressure to the same side. So off the same side, we had Cade, Cade Sheldon. It just happened we had Sam on the same side as well. So we had uh, Sam, Sam, and Cade both both kind of in his face. And Cade was clean off the edge, right in his face. He did a little boot action. You know, uh, Avery turns around. Here's here's Sheldon right in his face. 
um, you know, him being a good athlete, he was able to kind of get free from Sheldon for a second. But then we had Sam, Sam, who was pursuing real hard and was able to get, you know, his six five body in front of him, which caused Avery Johnson to kind of loft one up. And then Britton Prasquall, uh, just happened to be in the right spot underneath the guy um, that was wide open because we busted in coverage because they, they had a really good play fake. And our guys in man coverage who should never have their eyes in the backfield, you know, they made a mistake and they wanted to make a play. They left their guy, play action boot. Guy was buck naked running across the field. Uh, but luckily, sometimes pressure, uh, they say sometimes pressure is the great equalizer, I guess. So better to pressure than not, you know. So, um, you know, very fortunate on that call. And, and, and uh, you know, sometimes those guys just – the pressure does some good things for you and causes mistakes, and that's kind of what happened right there. Guys, tonight we play the crosstown rival, I guess, uh, May South. Uh, Coach Clark, talk to us about your special teams and uh, what your offense needs to do in this win, and uh, we'll talk to Coach Wietrich about his defense. Uh, May South, special teams-wise, they've got a really good kicker. Um, they've got a pretty decent punter, too. Uh, the, their kicker, I think uh, Coach DeVore said he has had like 13 touchbacks. Uh, this season, so I mean, he's averaging a couple, couple a game. Um, they they've got some really good returners. Coach Wietrich is going to talk about the running back, and he's their kickoff returner. Sometimes when in, you know, big situations, they'll put him back at a punt return. Also, um, he's just a little bowling ball. He's super fast. Uh, about Dylan's height, maybe a little bit shorter, but you know, fifty, sixty pounds heavier. I mean, just just kind of just a workhorse. Uh, so so we got to account for him too. Um, I, I thought this week, special teams wise, you know, our, our kids prepared, and I think they know what what May South is going to kind of throw at us. We, we're expecting them to uh, try to kick it deep if they have the wind, kick it in the end zone, and then maybe pooch a little bit across field if if they kick from the hash. But but uh, anyways, their their defense um, whole season they've shown a three four. Uh, you know, we, we, we always watch, uh, I think we talked about this, uh, last week. We always watched last, last year's film. Um, what, you know, that was the first time we ever played May South. And, uh, uh they were a 4-3 team last year. They're kind of a 3-4 team this year. Uh, they like to mix it up. They like to send a lot of pressure. They like to put, uh, you know, all four linebackers at the line of scrimmage and then back a couple off. And, uh, um, they're a really good 3-4 team. The, the one thing I, I noticed and I talked to our kids, they're a little bit smaller than, than what Mays was. Uh, but, but they, they all have motors. Um, we talked about maintaining our blocks until the whistle because these guys never give up. Uh, they they are gonna they are gonna keep going and keep going and pursuing the ball until that whistle's blown. So uh, I really really enjoy watching teams that that do that. That means they're coached up well. That means they really care. That means uh, uh, they're tough kids. So and we got our hands full offensively. There's a lot of stuff they can do. They've got some really good shutdown corners. Uh, they've got a, a guy that's got some offers that that's playing corners. They're safe. Are, are they do a good job of not giving away the big play, always keeping everything in front of them if that's a receiver or a running back uh, or a quarterback. So, uh, I mean, they're, they're, a, they're a fine-tuned defense. Uh, they're coached well. They've got good players, a little undersized, but their motors are amazing. Yeah, you know, defensively, we take on a really, really special athlete again this week, you know, tonight. So uh, um, running back, can two. 
Uh, like Coach said, really good athlete. You know, we played against him last year, but he is he is the workhorse on offense. I mean, there's been games where he's gotten forty some carries. I mean, he is he is going to be the heartbeat of their offense. And uh, there's no doubt that if we have a ch- if we if we have a chance to win tonight, it's all going to be about stopping the run and stopping him. So um, good week of practice. You know, like I said, we we had an opportunity to get, get kind of settled in and and uh, figure out what we want to do with with the backup spot because of Cole Minton being out. Um, and had some good practice, some good reps with some guys there. So, um, you know, game plan for us, line up, keep, keep it pretty simple because we have some young guys on the field right now. Keep it simple, rally the football, you know, overemphasize our guys getting the football and pursuing because this guy's great balance. Um, great balance. He's strong. He's tough. He's a downhill runner with a lot of zone schemes, you know, split zone, outside zone, regular zone, zone read. Um, and one, one thing about May South where you can tell they're, uh, you know, pretty well coached is, you know, they have, they have been getting consistently better every week. Um, and last week against Hayes or, you know, two weeks ago against Hayes was, uh, um, probably their best week of, uh, football. So, um, quarterback spot, um, number 16, he's gotten better and better and he's been their guy and he had some really clutch plays, um, in the passing game as well. So they're getting better and better in the pass game to complement the run game. Um, so they're, they're a pretty balanced overall offense. Um, so we got to be on our toes and be able to defend everything, uh, pass, run, but we got we got to play good football tonight and play sound. Well, Coach, as usual, we want to ask about team health, and uh, uh, we know about Cole Minton, and uh, you know, sorry to hear about that. Uh, uh, you hate to you hate to see a senior get probably a season ending ending injury. So, otherwise, how's how's the rest of the team doing? Yeah, Cole. Uh, just just uh, talk a little bit about Cole. Uh, bad bad break on his arm uh you know i went out there and the kid wasn't even like flinching i mean he i mean i i'm sure looking at it i mean you, you could see it was it was displaced broke both bones in his arm it was just you know there's a it looked like a j and uh um i mean he was he was calm and collected and i mean just a tough cookie i mean he hats off to cole and uh um he went through surgery surgery went well uh really well so uh i mean he's just a tough kid and i hate to see uh, a senior get hurt like that um other than that i I think we got banged up uh mercer got banged up a little bit um it seemed like uh, our our JV game uh, last week. We had a bunch of twos get hurt. So we, I mean, now we've got you know some backups being guys that are you know in the third spot right now. So th- those kids really had to come along this week. But uh, Coach Wietrich defensively, just Mitten, I think is is who's who's injured, and uh, um, Corey's not going to play this week and uh, at, at the corner position. So we're going to have to, you know, we got we got Metzger and we got a, you know, we've got three safeties that are are pretty good two young safeties that are going to be super good uh so so we're working uh them at corner also to to get them on the field so uh um offensively uh i you know we're banged up but uh we pretty much got uh, all, all the kids there guys as always good luck tonight let's win a, a, a league title tired of pesky weeds tender care offers lawn services like weed control along with lawn maintenance they offer landscaping irrigation swimming pools patios cook centers and more find them on the web at tendercarelandscape.com or you can reach them at 788-5416 tender care located at 218 south water street in derby a proud sponsor of a live 105 and derby panther football 
KDKQ LP Derby Wichita 105.9 FM and worldwide at Alive105KDKQ.com. Friday Night Football on Alive 105.9 is sponsored in part by our friends at Tendercare Lawn and Landscape, the Derby Recreation Center, Will Height Auto Service, Confederated Builders, MJB Heating and Cooling, Derby Junior Football, Radio Shack of Derby, the Derby Informer, Riverside Cafe of Derby, Derby Public Library, DNB Service Center, Pause Photography by Kelsey Lockie, Shelton Collision Repair, Mike Brown of Elder Law of Kansas, Artistic Builders, Derby Overhead, DNN Mechanical, Johnson & Company Certified Public Accountants, Diamondback Total Lawn Care, Muscle Focus Massage Therapy, Fidelity Bank of Derby, Field Station Dinosaurs, and Derby Nutrition. And now here's the Alive 105 play-by-play sports announcers, Kevin Payne and Doyle Phillips. Good evening, Panther fans. This is Doyle Phillips, and tonight, along with Kevin Payne, we'll be bringing you all the action. Uh, this is the last game of the regular season. We're at Mays South, where we'll be taking on the 5-2 and two Mavericks. Well, Doyle, this is the first time we've ever played here at Mays South. Last year was our first time playing them, and it was at home. It's uh, a great night for football, 70 degrees out. The winds died down. It's out of the south, about 10 miles per hour, so... Looking for a great game. Uh, Doyle, Coach uh, Brent Pfeiffer is the coach of uh, Mays. He's been May South. He's been here 13 years. Pretty successful record at 90 and 41. They return 11 stars from last year's team, five of those offensively and six defensively. Doyle, last week, Mays South lost to a really good Mays team, 47 to 43. Get this, in that loss, Mays had 546 yards of offense, 183 rushing, 363 in the air. That has coaches a little concerned because they've got one of the better running backs in the state of Kansas in Evan Cantu. Yeah, absolutely. He he is uh, probably uh, I think the the uh, uh, defensive coordinator called him a uh, uh, little bowling ball. He's not very tall, but he's pretty wide and and uh, he's one of those guys that probably runs into brick walls. Well, no doubt. And the quarterback Owen Bailey, a five ten, hundred eighty five pounder. Well, again, this is a team that was primarily all run. They're running out of the spread offense, but last week this guy lights up Hayes for 363 yards in the air. Coach Clark said that in pregame. He goes, all of a sudden we got to start thinking about, oh, we got Cantu in the backfield, but we got to worry about this passing game as well. Yes, and, and they've got definitely got a passing game. Defensively, as we said, they have six starters returning from last year's five and four team. Doyle, another one of those defenses that you just don't really know what they're going to do. They're going to line up in a 4-3 most of the time. The coach said against Hayes, they came out in all kinds of different sets, so we expect nothing less than that from them tonight. Well, we're about three minutes away from the start of tonight's ball game. Again, this is the eighth game or the last game of the regular season. Uh, let's get you the starting lineups for your Panthers on the offensive side of the ball. One tackle, senior Alex Key, 6'4", 285. The other tackle is junior Wyatt Jackson, 6'2", 240. Your guards are junior Chris Thompson, 6'1", 270, and senior Jonas Pickers, 6'3", 285. Your center is senior Dylan Kahn, 6'3", 290. Tight end starting tonight, senior Drake Thatcher, 6'4", 200. Wide receivers, junior Nathaniel Keener, 5'9", 160. Junior Trayvon Rose, 5'9, 170, or sophomore Colton Rudy, 5'10, 155. And your other wide receiver is junior Caleb Brown, 6'200. Quarterback, senior Mercer Thatcher, 6'4, 195. Running back, junior Dylan Edwards, 6'3, 
58185. Your specialists, kicker Scott Simmons and Grady Jessup, holder Mercer Thatcher, long snapper Conley Ham- Hamlet. Now on the defensive side, on the defensive line, Junior Samuel Same, 6'4", 215. Senior Andon Carpenter, 6'1", 260. And senior Quentin Dorsey, 6'1", 260. Outside linebacker, Junior Roman Bowden, 6'1", 185. And Junior Cade Shelton, 5'11", 190. On the, in the middle, Junior Miles Wash, 5'9", 185. And sophomore Britton Pasquale. 5'10", 165. Your corners are senior Jaden Metzger, 5'10", 155, and senior Jameer Clemens, 6'155". And at safety, sophomore Damare Baker, 5'11", 180, and senior Brian Murph, 6'180". Those are your starting lineups as we have them. Well, Doyle, they just got done with the uh, coin toss. Coach Clark stepping out of the box a little bit. Derby won the the uh, coin toss and has elected to receive. They will defend the north uh, end zone to start tonight's ball game. That is a little bit different for the coach. Uh, normally, he's all about uh, deferring to the second half, but uh, maybe he saw something in the video workup this week that told him, "Hey, we need the ball first, and we can do this. That we'll just have to wait and see." Well, keep in mind, Derby Derby came off a victory last week. It's a very tough Mays team that we didn't expect to, to to really have a game that was that close. But it was a it was a tough ball game fought out uh, by the Panthers in the last seconds of the game. And Doyle, Coach Clark, we all talked about it. It really was. It was Rocky Balboa against Apollo Creed. It was whoever was going to be standing when the bell ended. Yeah, I, I read something on a, a website I like to go to. It's called Cape Reps, and. Uh, they uh, talked about that ball game, and uh, they pretty much said if you could have found another game in the state better than that one, then they wanted to know what it was. So Panthers had a good one last week, and, and, and that was good for the kids uh, in all phases, and that will help them down the road. Back deep for the Panthers are Hubbard and Edwards. They're standing at about, well, about their own five-yard line. Well, Doyle, if, if, if we go by what Coach Clark says, this young man kicking for May South's got a well of a leg and a 10-mile-an-hour wind behind his back. He's a sophomore, 5'8", 130 is how they've got him listed, named Sam Parks. He yeah, That's going to go. Don't even try that one. That baby was deep in the end zone. Panthers are going to have it on the 20-yard line, and, and Coach Clark was right. I mean, he's pretty slightly built, but, boy, he's got a leg. And just a sophomore, so he's going to be here for uh, two more years. Panthers will have it on the 20. Looks like Edwards and Thatcher are going to be in the backfield. Derby's in there all whites tonight, white pants, jerseys, and helmets. May South in all black, so it should be easy to tell who's who. Panthers show motion. They give it to Edwards. Cuts up the middle. Big hole. 30, 35. He's gone. <laughs> Touchdown, Panthers. Hey, all, all Edwards is doing right now is putting distance between him and the May South players. He hit the edge, and I'm telling you what, he had five yards, and by the time he hit the end zone, he had 15 yards on him. He was uh, he was still in Panther territory when I declared he yeah. was going to score. <laughs> I mean, well, <laughs> keep in mind, Edwards is one of these kids that's a legit – 4440 guys so 
You know, there's nothing, uh, you know, I think probably one of the faster guys ever to come out of Derby. I, I agree with you on that one. And in for the extra point is Simmons. Thatcher will be the holder. And a kick looks good, we'll, and it is good. So with 12 seconds gone in the ballgame, Panthers take a 7-0 lead. While we got a second, tonight's broadcast of Derby Panther football on Live 105, KDKQ 105.9 FM is sponsored in part by these great local Derby businesses, Tender Care Lawn and Landscape, Will Hyde Auto Service, MJB Heating and Cooling, Radio Shack of Derby, Riverside Cafe of Derby, D&B Service Center, Shelton Collision Repair, Artistic Builders, D&M Mechanical, Muscle Focus Massage Therapy, Field Station Dinosaurs, and Johnson & Company Certified Public Accountants. The next time you visit one of these Panther football sponsors, let them know you heard their ad on a Live 105 during the Panther football broadcast. Uh, Dole, I know you said that Simmons kicked the, the extra point, the all-important extra point. It was good. And if I'm not mistaken, that makes him 46 out of 46 on the season. Well, that's pretty close because, he ha yeah, he hasn't missed yet. A couple weeks ago, we talked on, on air about him being like 161 over, out of 171. And he's kicked a lot of – And I think you and I have made the comment before. I know for sure he missed his first ever extra point attempt uh, down in Garden City uh, two years ago. Yes, he did. So what, what an improvement this kid's made. He's a very valuable asset. He is an asset. And it looks like if it stays in bounds, it's going to go out of bounds. Mays will get it on the 35-yard line. So they're going to have excellent field position. Maybe I should say the Mavericks. Uh, that way I won't <laughs> offend anybody by calling them Mays. So let's just stick with the Mavericks. So it's going to go to the 35. That's where the Panther defense will start. And we know that Mays, this is their strong suit. Their offense is their strong suit with Cantu in the backfield and and now a, a passing game, newfounded uh, as of last week. First and 10 from the 35. They give it to Cantu. He gets hit hard after about a five-yard, and then he just powers forward for a couple more yards. So he picked up six. Oh, they have him down. listed at 5'9", 200 pounds. This guy's a bowling ball. I mean, he's a wrecker. He's not going to get a lot of lateral movement out of him, but he's going to lower his shoulders. Bailey's in the backfield along with He's the quarterback. They give it again to Cantu. Big hole. He gets knocked down just short of midfield, so it's first down for the Mavericks. And that's, uh, that's what you expected out of May South was Cantu getting the football in his hands. Going to be first and ten. From the 49-yard line. Low snap. Now the quarterback takes off and runs. Picks up. Ball, balls, balls on, the, on ground. the ground. I think the Panthers might have recovered it. <laughs> I, I had to hesitate. I thought I saw the ball on the ground, and then it, it took just a second to see the Panthers erupt. So first turnover of the night goes Panthers' way. 7-0 Panthers with exactly 11 minutes left. Uh, the quarterback, Bailey, 
was just trying to get more yardage. Well, and, he did what he saw Mays do last week. He saw the, the, the really the party going to seize. He was back to pass. No one was open. He looks up, and there's lots of room to run. He just forgot to hang on to the football. So Panthers have it again with exactly 11 minutes left. They lead 7-0. Thatcher is in the backfield. Again, they give it. And a long ways is good. Dylan Edwards going to go. He may go all the way, and he does. There's no question. Dylan Edwards gets his hands on the ball, and there's a bit of an opening. And hey, I, I'm surprised you waited that long because it was really a foot race from there. And, and Dylan Edwards in two carries has well over 100 yards. Doyle, that, that decision by Coach Clark to take the opening toss, I see why. Well, if, if I do the math right, he's got two carries. 141 yards, <laughs> 80 on the first carry, and 61 on the next carry. Panthers now lead 14-0, and uh, <laughs> Mays is, you know, they got to be a little shell-shot. Mays, the Mavericks, have got to be a little bit shell-shot. Well, you, you got to think so. And However, I believe last week Mays South was down to Hayes by several touchdowns and very reminiscent of Mays last, last week. They jumped on Derby and fell fell down late in the ball game, but just keep coming back. So, you know, Mays South's not going to fold the 10 up right now. Oh, no, no way. Cantu is back deep. He's the deep man. He's the one that they want to have the ball on. Every, just every time somebody touches, it's him. I look, I look for stats all over the place on on the Mavericks could not find any the only and the only ones they had on like huddle was Cantu and Bailey in terms of running and passing so they want Cantu to have the ball I'm sure well I, I think play. that's what Hayes found out last week was their game plan going in you know was hey we got to stop Cantu and all of a sudden I you know all of a sudden you got a passing game that shows up for May South well and and Coach Wietrich didn't have any time when the Panthers had the ball a second time to make any adjustments because uh, it was only a one play and 61 yards he goes. So, again, Cantu is in the middle of the field about at the five. This one's a high end over end. It's going to be got by Cantu at about, at about the 10. And he's got out to about the 25, still on his feet. Like they're going to give him progress past the 25. Well, Cantu's one of those guys. I mean, we started closing in on him, and the Panthers had nine, ten white hats on him, and you saw the pile still moving. I mean, this kid keeps his legs pumping, and, he, you know, he moved that pile another two yards. Yes. They have the ball on the 27. Mavericks trail 14-0. Again, they give it to Cantu. He gets to the outside. Nice play out there by our outside, one of our safeties. Looked like it was Brian Murph. Well, and Cantu was trying to get wide on that play, and he actually showed some pretty good speed. But, again, give our safety a lot of credit for closing in quick. He made, he made a short gain of what could have been a big gain into a short gain. Second down and nine. Panthers lead 14-0. They show motion, does the Mavericks. They give it to Cantu. No, it's a little bit of a pitch. Panthers read that. Their guys stayed home, did a good job. 
and, and we got to be careful. We made a really nice play that time, and 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 I think the the May South guy is going to stay down on the field. But we made a good play, and then we we probably got away with one because he did a little jawing after he made the tackle. Well, they lost two yards on the play. It's back to the twenty-six. The original line of scrimmage was the twenty-seven. So the player that's down is Luke McCormick. He's a wide receiver, six foot one eighty-three. Yeah, he's up on his feet. It looks like just gingerly walking on what appears to be an ankle. So let's hope that uh, Luke can get back in the ball game. But well, two big plays by safeties on, on the last two. Yeah, it was it was Murph again that made that tackle. So he's made the last two tackles for the Panthers from his safety position, and they did a good job of faking me out. I thought they'd given it to Cantu and. Uh, Bailey hung on to it, pitched it to the wide receiver. But again, we've yet to see May South throw the ball. And last week they threw the ball for almost 400 yards. Third and 11 from the 26. Panthers showing blitz. Back to pass goes Bailey. Got a man over the top. It's going to be overthrown and uncatchable, so it's going to be fourth down and 11. Well, and again, what do we do? We put a lot of pressure on Bailey. I mean, so, you know, all of a sudden, he's got to throw the ball off his back foot, and he just well overthrew it. There was no way a May South receiver was going to catch up with that. And I don't – yeah, there they put the punt team on. I was going to say I didn't see any way that deep in their territory they would do anything but punt. Well, if you're Coach Pfeiffer, what do you do here? Derby's touched the ball twice and scored twice, and – you're giving them the ball back. That was a good punt. Gets by Edwards. Probably a good thing he let it go. It would have been hard to handle. So the Panthers are going to have it on about their own 19-yard line, it looks like. Well, Doyle, that was one of those uh, incredible bounces. I mean, it hit, and it was. It was, a, it was a squirrely ball to try and field. It just took a quick bounce May South's uh, way. But, again, if you're Coach Pfeiffer, what do you do here? Derby's touched the ball twice and taken uh, taken two back. Derby's uh, going to be penalized here for too many men on the field. I saw the officials all talking. And I thought, I don't know if they're talking about what happened, but I, I don't think you're – I think you're going to decline the penalty because, you know, you can't pick up a first down off that. No, you can't pick up a first down, and they've, they've got Derby back inside their own 20, so do you want to roll the dice and see if you can repunt it and – Get that good of a result, but we'll see. The referees walking around talking to somebody. I don't. I don't think you. I don't think it's a. It shouldn't be a post foul. So I. I again, the officials are all still sitting there talking about it. But uh, and and I don't think it's going to be a ten yard penalty either. I. Let's let's see. The white cap's going to say something. No, he's talking. He's talking to the head coach there. Well, they're declining. I can see the coach down there doing doing the old slice move move that I uh, we're going to decline that. And I think that's what it's going to end well, up being. Again, they got off a great punt anyway, and then the ball took a very nice May South bounce. So yeah, you know they've got Derby pinned back in their own territory. You don't want to take any other extra chances. Again, Thatcher and Edwards are in the backfield. And I'm going to guess there's it's 14-0. I think it's about time for Mercer to run the football. And they pitched it out to Edwards. Gets oh my goodness, see He's ya. Go, yeah, bye. 
We got a guy that has a real good angle on him, but I think Edwards is going to juke him and take it to the house again. Three touches by Dylan Edwards, three touchdowns. Doyle again, he's got to be over 200 yards now. Well, that was that was 81 yards. So, <laughs> well, mean, and you said you, I, I was sitting there thinking, you know, you said maybe Mercer touched the ball, and I thought, I know Coach Clark. Why why go deep deep in the well when you got Dylan back here? Well, he, he he's. He's got an 80, an 81, and a 61-yard run. Three carries. And the Panthers lead 20 to nothing with the extra point, the all-important extra point to follow. And it's good. So it's now 21 nothing with 9-21 left in the first quarter. Three Dylan, run, Dylan Edwards runs has put three scores on the board. Well, and – you know, again, you go back to Coach Clark's decision that said, hey, I want to receive the football. And, you know, I can see why now. I think he thought, hey, I can put points on these guys. And and we know May South's got a good offense, but if you can get their daubers down really quick here, things look a little bit different. Well, I'll tell you what, three carries for touchdowns, I mean – you know, we always feel sorry. You know, you look at the stats and you go, you know, people go, well, you know, your Dylan Edwards isn't leading the, 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 the state in rushing. It's like, guys don't get it. He plays a quarter, quarter and a half. Uh, you know, tonight, Dylan's going to pad the stats a little bit. Well, so far, I mean, it, it this is unbelievable. I, I don't believe I've, you know, we've been doing this a long time and I've been watching Derby football even longer. And I don't believe I've seen this happen before where three, Back-to-back-to-back carries ended up in touchdowns. We've got over 200 yards of offense in three plays. Yeah, there's 9-21 still left here in the first uh, quarter, and Derby's up 21 zip. It's, uh, you know, Dylan's having a well of a night so far in Doyle. What do you do if you're Coach Pfeiffer? You start going, hey, man, I want a hat on him. I want somebody to key on him. You're right. Mercer Thatcher's wide open then. Well, back, oh, it looks like. Now he's standing at about the 10-yard line. It's can two. Scott Simmons kicking off. This one's a high end over end. It's coming down, and it's out of bounds. Well, and it goes. What a what a unfortunate bounce. I mean, the ball went out of bounds. It was looked like it was going to find the corner, but it went out on about the two-yard line. So. You know, tough break for uh, Simmons on that one. That was a good. That was a good kick. It just took one of those. You know, it took one of those crazy bounces that a football does. Well, yeah, as we said every every week, Simmons is a soccer player. Boy, the soccer ball bounces a little different than a football. Yeah, and that, that I thought maybe it might sneak into the end zone, but did not. Again, Bailey and Cantu are in the backfield. 21-0, Panthers lead, 9-21 left in the first quarter. They give it again to Cantu. Panthers stack that up after maybe a yard or two on first down. Well, and again, if you're if you're Coach Wietrich, you come into this thing thinking, you know, we got to stop Cantu, and then we got to keep pressure on Bailey. And so far, it's very early in the ball game. They've done just that. Well, it's, he picked up one on first down. So it's second and nine. Back to pass, just a little quick out, out of bounds. Oh my gosh, it looked like it looked like he stepped out at the forty. Now he he he. I agree, but I could see the pursuit of the Panthers. They knew he didn't, and Doyle, that was a ball nearly picked off. It was nearly picked off by our corner. 
So that was a first down. They get all the way out to the 45. I sure thought he stepped on the white edge of the field there, but I guess I was wrong. Not the first time I've been wrong, that's for sure. Cantu shows motion. Back to pass Bailey, and he gets hit right as he releases the football. Yeah, he was he was hit pretty quickly. Again, Panthers were all over the play. I believe that was Andon Carpenter. Andon Carpenter, yes, on the play. And as we know, Andon can wreck havoc with teams. At, at Hutch, I think he controlled the whole offensive line of the Salt Hawks. Panthers lead 21-0. Clock stopped, 8.47 left in the first. Again, Bailey and Cantu in the backfield. Panthers are showing pressure. This time, Bailey hung on to it, and he's wrapped up. It looked like by Cade Shelton well, after very well, little game. That's what you call on an option, putting a hat on a hat, because Bailey got out there, and, and there really wasn't anything to do. And as a quarterback, you really teach these guys, if you can't make a good pitch and you're both of you are covered, take the ball and run, it, it's less uh, likely to have a turnover. Like I said, it looked like Cade Sheldon on the pressure and the tackle. So third and nine, back to pass, over the head of the intended receiver, Jerron Astron. So well, it's good at, good once again, we had great pressure on Bailey. We had good coverage in the secondary. And, you know, let's call it what it is, the, the young man that was cutting across the field he heard footsteps because he kind of cowered as the ball was in the air. And, you know, Panthers are going to get the ball back again. Mays is going to punt. And that that's a, probably a, a smart deal with 8-10 left in the first. There's a lot of football left to be played. <clears throat> Picked up at about the 14. That was Hubbard. He gets out to about the 21 or 22. Good return. I... I caught one of the, the Mays punter doing a pretty good acting job. Well, we uh, went, we had four or five guys came through untouched and we're thinking, man, we may block this thing. And, and, and our kid fell down on the ground there. There's, I mean, it looks like there may be a flag laying on the ground. I'm trying to catch if that's a flag or, or what, but I, 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 I'm telling you, Doyle, that there's no way it could be roughing because the kid fell over our kid as he started forward. Our, our youngster was, was on the ground. This may be during the return. Let's see. I can't hear the can't hear the white hat. Oh, they oh, did. My God, he they they literally the called running into the kicker. It's not roughing, so they're gonna they're gonna. <laughs> I mean, uh, un unfortunately, they're they're gonna uh, penalize the Panthers. I you know I'm usually the guy that says I you know the calls the officials are right, but. I literally think he, he fell over our guy. Well, I, I wa yeah, and I watched that whole sequence. That's why I was a little bit late picking up who had the ball, and he hadn't thrown the flag when I looked away. So that was a very late flag. And uh, Well, May South's still going to punt. It just, well, now, they're, uh, now it looks like Coach Pfeiffer's changing his mind, and they may try and go for it. Well, it looks like that's what they're going to do with a fourth down and four. So, you know, the Panthers, uh, you know, they – they need to hold them off here. You know, you can say it's rolling the dice, but not really. You're already down 21 zip. Panther defense back on the field. Mays shows some motion. Back to pass, rolling to the near side. Caught, first down, and more. So pretty good play there 
the Mavericks got a first down. So a penalty really hurt the Panthers. It sustained this drive. And like I said, he, he needs to go to the Screen Actors Guild because he'll get a job there. <laughs> well, he, he sold the refs on he it. Sold, sure. He sold the ref late. 21-0, Panthers lead. Ball's on the Panther 41 now. 7.50 left in the first quarter. Back to pass. And is thrown well over the head of the intended receiver. Well, Bailey got leveled just as he was letting go of the football. I was sitting there watching the white hat thinking, I hope he doesn't call uh, call a roughing, uh, roughing the passer, and he didn't. That's good. <laughs> Panthers have put have put some pretty good pressure on uh, Bailey so far tonight. 7.50 left. Panthers lead 21-0 on three long touchdown runs by Dylan Edwards. May shows motion, a little quick pass out in the flat, and it was over the head of the intended receiver. Panthers had it covered pretty good. Well, they did, and again, it was, it was a little overthrown, but it's a slant route. And May's South receiver was cowering. I mean, you know, and that is, that's a precarious place to put a receiver when you know you're going up in the air for a ball and you're going to get Colcock. But, you know, he, he definitely cowered. Well, you, they, they call it hearing footsteps. Mavericks, third down and 10. They trail 21 nothing. First quarter. Back to, no, they give it to Cantu. Panthers played that. It's going to be fourth down and long. The Panthers had him for a big loss, and he slithered through that and got out. No, oh, he's picked up two yards. Well, yeah, you got to give him credit that he picked up anything out of the play. But so far, the Panther defense has not been fooled by anything May South's running. Well, and, and I noticed uh, I'm watching the quarterback, Bailey, out there. He's kind of holding his right elbow a little bit. So, you know, maybe you know he's, he's taking a few hits tonight, too. 21-0, Panthers. Fourth down, and they punt it. Bailey did. It's going to go in. No, it's not going to go in the end zone. It's going to be covered at about the one-yard line. Well, you couldn't. And, and they, it didn't even show any kind of punt out of that. It was just typical stance. He just quick kicked it, and, and the ball is literally going to be inside the one-yard line. They couldn't have run a better play. You don't suppose there might be a 99-and-a-half-yard or a 99-yard touchdown run in the offing, do you? <laughs> well, I wouldn't say. I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I wouldn't know. bet against it either. Uh, you think in this kind of position you're, you want a little breathing room to start with, so you got to expect maybe more of a, a dive play or, or maybe you see Merch, Mercer keep the ball and see if he can't get us out where we got three or four yards to operate. Yeah, got a little operating room. Panthers lead 21-0, 7-0-2 left in the first quarter. Dylan's clear at the back of the end zone. Thatcher back to pass, and he just he threw it, I think, on the wrong side of the receiver because he had to turn completely around. Well, he was trying to throw it to, to Drake, and, you know, again, what a gutsy call by Coach Clark when everyone in the house assumes that you're going to run the ball. Coach Clark says, ah, let's, let's see what – and, and really, Drake was wide open. Just uh, the pass was poorly thrown. Drake was wide open, and so was a receiver about five yards away. So we had two receivers that were wide open. And Thatcher on a keeper finds a bit of a crease. Outside 20, 25, 30, 35, 40. 
still on his feet, down in May's territory, still on his feet. He finally gets run out of bounds inside, the, I believe, inside the 15-yard line. <laughs> and you kind of wonder, Drake outran him for a long time. Drake's a big body. I mean, he's a big kid. It was like, is he going to have the steam to just keep this thing rolling? But what a great run by Mercer Thatcher. First and 10 from the 13. They give it to Edwards. He bounces to the outside, gets inside the five, and I don't see a signal. Touchdown. Touchdown, Panthers. I was going to say the only question would be is if he stepped out of bounds. And I saw the line judge hands go up. So Dylan Edwards now has four touchdowns very early in the ball game, And the rushing attack, you know, the stats for the Panthers is just phenomenal. Well, here's how early in the ball game it is. We're in the first quarter. Five minutes and 25 seconds have gone by. The Panthers lead 27-0. The all-important extra point will follow. And it looks good, and it is. Panthers lead now 28-0 with 630. We're just in the first quarter, guys. <laughs> and I think they've had, what, uh, three, four, five running plays, and they put up four touchdowns. Oh, no no question. And, you know, again, my only thought was, is Mercer Thatcher going to have the gas to get into the end zone? But what a great run for the young man. And we, we keep talking about Mercer. and you know, again, he's a, he's a big body out there. I, I think he goes uh, around 6'4", 6'5", 190 pounds. So, you know, a little little different than our speed demon, Dylan. Yeah, well, he you could see he, 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 I think, ran out of gas. But, you know, he, like you said, he's 6'4", nearly 200 pounds. And, uh, you know, he still showed some speed, I thought, especially when he, when he hit the alley and he started running away from people. You know, and it's very early in the ball game, but right now the way the Panthers are playing is a team that, that, you know, after last week, I'm sure there was a lot of talk about the film and things we did wrong and a very good maze team that we played, no question about it. But, you know, we we know they they weren't firing on all cylinders. And so far tonight, again, very early, these kids look like a team possessed. Well, they're, they're certainly playing pretty good tonight. Uh, Mays South has a good offense. Uh I think they're averaging about 30 points or a little over 30 points a game. So that's, that's pretty darn good. So, so far the Panthers have, well, it looks like that's going to go out of bounds unless it takes a, yeah, went out of bounds again. I think, uh, I think we might see a different strategy on kickoffs, uh, after the next one. (laughs) I don't know. I, you know, and sometimes we pooch kick and, you know, that's where you end up with the football anyway, but, uh, yeah, you, you you don't imagine that Coach Clark's saying, hey, let, let's kick two or three of these out of bounds. That's not the plan. So, uh, again, just just well, four bounces. Uh, yeah, again, it, it took a football bounce. You know, it, it just it bounced once straight and the next time straight out of bounds. Just the way it is with football. First and 10 from the 35, Mays shows motion. They hand it off to the motion guy. He, oh, he gets leveled after about a yard gain. I I couldn't pick the number up. Somebody just stood him up. Well, you you kept wondering, is he going to get the edge? Or is he going to get the edge? And next thing you know, he picked up a couple yards or a yard. But, Joel, you're right. I mean, he was stood straight up in the air and set on his back. Nice hard hit by, I believe it was one of the LBs. I, it might have been Miles Wash. Second about six. Or no, make it seven. This time they give it to Cantu. 
and he gets hit and no gain. Panthers have him pretty much boxed. Uh, well, our, our front seven right now are absolutely playing lights out. You know, if you're May South, you can really ill afford to punt the ball to the Panthers again from, from this part of the field. Yeah, it's, you know, same Carpenter and Dorsey. They're kind of controlling things up front right now. Back to pass, just a quick pass to the flat, and it's caught. First down. And he advanced out to midfield. Well, and, and you know, that's what you got to do when you're getting that much pressure on you. We say it every week. It's the quick hitter. You got to do something to loosen the defense up. And, and that time they showed a good job of getting the ball out quickly. Yeah, very quickly. That was Avery Johnson quickness on, on the quarterback that time. First and 10 from midfield. Panthers lead 28-0. Again, back to pass. Just a little little lob over the over the linebacker's head. It's complete. Get down close to a first down, depending on the spot. Well, very similar pass play as the, as the last one. So they found a little little link uh, of weakness on the Panther defense there. So, again, something uh, I'm sure we'll ch- make a quick change to. Second and about four. Three and a half to four. Panthers lead 28-0. They give it to Cantu. He gets a first down. That's probably been his best run of the game so far. He picked he picked up four, I believe. Again, to hit very hard uh, as he as he just gets enough yards to uh, pick up the first. First and ten from the Panther. Looks like right at the Panther forty five. Fifteen left in the first quarter. Panthers lead twenty eight zero. Mays is on the move. Back to pass. A little bit over the head of the intended receiver, Braxton Bigley. Again, we had really good co- coverage out there by uh, by Baker on the play, and, and he, he he let the receiver know uh, as the ball was <laughs> over his head that he was his presence was there. Uh, he gave a pretty good pot. Second and ten from the forty. Bailey and Cantu in the backfield. Again, back to pass, just a quick hitter out in the flat. And he's going to pick up, oh, seven or eight on second down. So this is four-down territory for Mays, trailing 28-0. Well, you can see Bailey's got a quick release. I I mean, that's a couple of passes there. Again, just a little out route, and he's found a a little bit of weakness out on our our corner. They give it to Cantu. Cantu gets... Three, maybe four. He's going to be close to the first down. It depends on the spot. Well, yeah, I think it's it's going to be awful close to a first down if and if not. Mays crawled into the game last. Mays South crawled in the game last week with Hayes with their passing game, and that's what that's what they're having success with right now. And they're quick hitters. He hasn't really found anyone downfield. They're all out routes. First and 10, Panthers lead 28-0, 4.30 left in the first quarter. Back to pass. Bailey got a man out in the flat, hit and dropped for no gain by Miles Wash. Yeah, he was right on the spot just as the catch was made. So good job by our linebacker. And that's probably what they're, what they're picking out on, out on the, in the flats on the Derby side is, uh, that's probably a linebacker trying to pick him up. Oh, they—they—he lost four yards on that play. Wow, that was 
not a spot that I expected. Second, 14. Back to pass, just a quick pass out in the flat. Hit immediately by the Panther defender. He's going to pick up maybe five yards. It's going to be third and long. It looked like it's Clemens on the coverage. Yeah, it was Clemens on the coverage. And that's all Bailey's doing now, really, is catching the football. And about the time it hits his hands, he's released and trying to hit those uh, little out routes. Third and eight. 3.20 to go. Clock moving. Panthers lead 28-0. Cantu goes in motion. Rolling out is Bailey. He's in trouble. Going to be dragged down. And he's going to lose a couple, three yards. Looked like Mason Hopper on the play. Well, we had two or three guys in the backfield putting pressure on Bailey that time. Hopper's finally the guy that brings him down. But, Doyle, it brings up fourth and a mile for uh, May South. Looks like fourth and 13 or 14. 13, we'll call it. Clock moving, 235 left in the first quarter. Panthers lead this one 28-0. You have to figure there's going to be a pass play here. Back to pass, rolling to the far side of the field. Now he's being chased, and he got run out of bounds. He didn't get even close to the first down. Lots of pressure on Bailey by the Panther defense. Well, they they flushed him, and he he had to take off on a dead sprint. And he did a good job of diving out. Well, he did. He got within a couple of yards when he should have. I mean, by all rights, he was 14 yards shy uh, to start the play. So he did a good job of, of picking up some positive yardage. Yeah, he picked up. I think they were on the 30. They needed to get to the 20, and the Panthers have it on the 25. So he picked up eight yards, I think, on that run, but it wasn't enough. First and 10 Panthers with 218 left. And it's going to be a five-yard penalty. To, you know, the way the Panthers are playing right now, you don't want to give them. Oh, I think Mays, I, I think yeah. May South jumped. But they did. They did. That's why I say you don't want to give them five yards. Well, you know, the crazy thing is you always wonder. That, it, that was the nose that jumped. And you kind of go, man, you're right over the football. How are you the guy that jumps? But he did. 28-0, Panthers. Quick pass. Then Thatcher pulls it down. He decides not to throw the football. Now he's looking for somewhere to go, and he gets maybe back to the line of scrimmage. Yeah, that was just an ill-conceived play from the start. And, uh, Panthers do well just to uh, pick up some positive yards. He picked up maybe a yard on the play. It, it looked like he had a guy he wanted to go to, and he just didn't pull the trigger. Then he had to – by then it was time to run. Yeah, it's time to see Dylan touch the ball again. <laughs> it's going to be second down and about maybe five. And Thatcher, he pitches it to Edwards. Edwards makes a guy miss it, and then he's going to lose probably a couple of yards. It was a late pitch. Mays played that one pretty good. Well, they did, Doyle. That, you know, all our success so far tonight has been to our left side. That's where we picked up all the big runs. That time we came right. And Mays South did a great job. They they had both guys covered. Third down and, and still third and five, so he just gets back to the line of scrimmage.
and we got five yards on a on a penalty, so it's third and five. Panthers lead 28-0. They give it to Edwards, gets to the outside, first down and more. He's not going to score, though. <laughs> he was run out of bounds. He was run out of bounds at about the 44, so it was a first down for the Panthers. Now, from the opening kickoff, it's been all derby here. If you're just joining us, it's uh, 28-0, uh, still with 48 seconds here in this first period. Panthers have it on the 44. Back to pass goes Thatcher. Got a man wide open, caught, and downed at about the 18-yard line. Had three guys wide open. It looked like Zerger on the reception. Well, and again, you're right. We had three guys wide open. It was just pick the guy I want to hit, and Panthers have a nice pass play for for big yardage. And they're inside the Mays 20, the, the Mavericks 20. Edwards gets to the outside and then cuts back to the inside, cuts even more inside. Touchdown, Panthers. Uh, that, was, that was just an incredible pinball machine touchdown by Dylan Edwards. He, he looked like – I was thinking stay outside, stay outside. I think there is a penalty on the play, though. Well, he, he cut – he went outside, cut inside, <laughs> then cut inside some more, and he got into the end zone. I don't know who the penalty Now, Panthers are walking backwards, so you got to assume, and it is a hole. But, man, that was a Dylan Edwards move that, that was just phenomenal to watch. Well, it's going to move the ball – well, it must have been holding by one of the wide receivers because they took it from the spot of the foul. We've still got a first down, and it's first and six. So it was downfield. Quick pass. Caught inside the 10. Was caught by I could Zerger again. Colton Rudy. Was it Rudy? You're right. Hey, you go, you go to, we'll, I'll tell a little story about Rudy here in a minute. Edwards inside the five and down at about the two or three yard line. So it's going to be, that, that ends the first quarter and it is 28-0 Panthers. This is Panther football on live 105, 105.9 FM. We'll be back. The Derby Recreation Commission is a proud sponsor of Derby Panther Football, local community sports programs, and Alive 105. The DRC offers recreational facilities, special events, sports leagues, and programs like art, dance, fitness, and wellness all year round. DRC memberships now include youth and adult fitness classes, along with all other amenities. Learn more about the recreation opportunities the DRC has to offer on the web at derbyrec.com or on Facebook at Derby Rec. And we're back at Mays South, home of the Mavericks. Uh, Panthers lead 28-0. And what I was going to mention about uh, uh, Colt, Colt Rudy was uh, Trayvon Rose is normally the starter at that position. But uh, according to the coach today, he was not feeling very well. So if he didn't start, Rudy was going to start, and Rudy started the game. So, uh, well, you got to like this kid's a sophomore, Doyle, 5'10, 155 pounder. It was a new name to me, so you had me on one tonight that uh, I hadn't heard. Yeah, well, he's uh, he showed some pretty good uh, field presence when he caught the football. He made a couple guys miss. So, you know, 
again, like you said, he's just a sophomore. Yeah, and Panthers, uh, you know, they're threatening here. They got the ball inside uh, May South five-yard line, and, you know, it's uh, it's right where Coach wants them with second down. Second, about four and a half for the Panthers. Again, Edwards and Thatcher, they're in the backfield. They give it to Edwards. He gets close to the – and they throw up their hands. He got his, <laughs> what, fourth touchdown tonight? Fifth touchdown. Fifth touchdown. It's now 34-0 with 11:56 left in the half. Wow, and at some point, again, if you're if you're Coach Pfeiffer, you got to just keep your 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 Mavericks, uh, you know, their heads up. I mean, you can see the body language. Uh, you're you're playing a, a powerhouse in the Panthers, and uh, you can see the kids uh, and how they're reacting now. The extra point is good. So Panthers now lead 35-0 with 11.56 to go. And while we've got a second here in the second quarter, tonight's broadcast of Panther football on a live 105 KDKQ 105.9 FM is sponsored in part by these great local derby businesses. The Derby Recreation Center, Confederated Builders, Derby Junior Football, the Derby Informer, Derby Public Library, Pause Photography by Kelsey Lockie, Mike Brown of Elder Law of Kansas, Derby Overhead, Diamondback Total Lawn Care, Fidelity Bank, Derby Nutrition, and Fisher Media. The next time you visit one of these Panther football sponsors, let them know you heard their ad on a Live 105 during the Panther football broadcast. Well, once again, you know, you can't say enough about these sponsors because they're the guys that keep these broadcasts going. Without them, we can't do anything. So anytime you're in there, give them a shout-out and tell them thanks. Or if you see Mark or Christopher around town, tell them thanks. Uh, you know, we enjoy bringing you Derby football, and I know uh, I know the sponsors do as well. going to be the another kickoff, so it's – I think what five? This will be the sixth kickoff for the Panthers, uh, and, and and again, uh, you know, Mays South is behind thirty-five zero, and and again, I I get what you were saying. You know, you you got to watch these kids' body language. You got to got to keep the Mays kids up. High end over end's going to come down at about the three yard line. I think it was Can two. He gets hit short of the fifteen yard line. So great coverage there by the Panther special team. It was not Cantu. I apologize. It was Braxton Bigley. And and you you want to that's what you want to see out of the Panther kick team is that kind of stuff. I think Roman Bowden's the guy that got up off the bottom, but there were several white hats on him. Now you pinned your opponent back inside the 15 yard line. If you're May South, you got to look up, and that looks like a humongous wall in front of you. First and 10, Panthers again, they lead 35-0. We're just inside a few seconds of the second quarter. Again, they give it this time to Cantu. He's going to get maybe back to the line of scrimmage, and that's about it. Well, you know what? You give Cantu some credit because he got back to the line of scrimmage. You know, any other back's probably thrown for a two-yard loss. Mason Hopper on the stop for the Panthers. It, he had no gain. It's uh, second down and 10. But really all the success May South had so far tonight is Bailey throwing quick out passes. Second and 10. 
Mays shows motion, low snap, quick pass, then Cantu, and he's going to lose. Yeah, they, they're they're going to give him back to the line of scrimmage, but again, give him a ton of credit that he didn't lose four yards on the play. The Panthers weren't fooled at all. This, this is, uh, you know, you, you hate to say a critical third down play for uh, May South, but it really is. I mean, you're, you're down deep in your own ter- territory. If they have to punt from here, they're going to give Derby tremendous field position. 10-35 left, 35-0 Panthers, third down and 10 for the Mavericks. Back to pass, a lot of pressure. They throw it up in the air, and it's just out of the reach of the intended receiver. I think that was Bigley. Well, Bigley, Bigley knows he dropped a ball he could have caught, or that would have been a big first down for uh, May South. Yeah, they had they had both our defensive guys. They had a step on both of them, and uh, now they're going to have to punt from deep in their own territory. Panthers got a nice uh, roughing the penalty call the last time Mays punted. This time there's no punt rush on. He gets off a boomer. He's caught at about the 45. Looks like Hubbard. <laughs> and he gets down inside the 30. That's well, a punt that netted him nine yards. Well, I mean, after it was all said and done and he picks up his yardage, that punt netted him nine yards. Well, they got the ball, the Panthers do, on the 23-yard line. That was Hubbard, and he caught it at about the 45, made a nice return. So Panthers will have it deep in May's territory, already leading 35-0. Again, you got to assume that uh, you may see Dylan on the the carry. And it is Hubbard gets to the outside. And he gets down inside the 20 to maybe the 15, 16-yard line. Zerger's in. It looks like he's in at quarterback now. Well, and we and we still have Edwards in the ball game. It, it was a two-back set. I was going to say, I think the ball's the, coming back to Edwards. It, it, it's the ball. a direct snap. It'll be a direct snap to Edwards, and he just keeps it, goes up the middle, gets inside the 10 to about the 8. Yes, they they have got Zerger in the ball game, but he's a, in the slot at the receiver position. Yeah, and a, that's Wildcat. I mean, that's what, uh, you know, why wouldn't you run some Wildcat when you have Dylan Edwards? And just another twist, the teams are going to have to look up and go, oh, no. Well, Edwards and Hubbard are in the backfield now. First and goal. Edwards on a keeper pitches it out to Hubbard. There's a penalty marker on the Panthers. Hubbard gets inside the five. However, I think the marker is probably going to go against the Panthers. Yeah, I'm sure you're right. Again, what a what a neat twist when you got those two guys in the backfield and you got two speed burners back there, and then you got a, a guy in Brock Zerger that's out there as a wide receiver that can quarterback. It gives you a lot of twist putting Zerger in motion, letting him throw. I mean it's going to give some DCs across the state fits when they watch film of the Panthers. Well, what you got, if you combine the speed of Hubbard and Edwards together, you got supersonic. <laughs> there you go. Or, or as we said, week one, the one, two punch. 
So again, uh, you know, just a, a another twist that Coach Clark puts on things, uh, you know, and that's a that's a good thing. So it's going to be first and goal now. The ball's out to the 16 after the penalty marker. Panthers lead 35-0. Hubbard gets inside, gets back to the line of scrimmage, and falls forward maybe for one. It's going to be second goal from about the 15. Yeah, the penalty really hurt the Panthers. Now I think you're going to see Mercer Thatcher back in the ballgames. Well, back to a little bit more of a traditional offense. Thatcher is in the backfield by himself. Edwards is in the slot to the near side. Back to pass, just a quick hitter. Caught Edwards. He's back to about the original line of scrimmage, so it's going to be third and goal. You know, what was it Coach Clark was telling us, I think, on Wednesday that, you know, he says, you guys don't realize how many plays we have in our book that we never run during the season. We practice 50 or 60. We never use them. Up the middle goes Thatcher, he's not going to get anywhere. He picked up. I, I think he might have went to his left and should have went to his right. It looked like a little bit of a lane to his right. Well, and it was a draw play. I mean, it was it was going to be a Mercer Thatcher all the way. And you know, I looked out there, and Mercer's looking over at Coach, like kicking, kicking, and and here comes uh, Simmons on the field. So yeah, I think a good call again. You know, you 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 practice this field goal. You never know when you're going to need one of these field goals later in the season. Well, we got a left-footed kicker, and he's on. The left side, his left side, the near hash. I don't know if that's any good. And it is good. Wow, I thought that was a miss, but he nailed that sucker. It's not a 25-yarder. Now it's 20-38-0 with 7.49 left in the half. Well, Doyle, once again, we've got listeners all over the United States. And, and you know, we love it. Other countries, and we got guys in other countries listening to us, you know, it always brings me back to the once a Panther, always a Panther. And I keep hearing guys tell me that. They go, Kevin, I hear you say that. And it's so true. I love listening to you. And I'm in Texas or, or Chicago or wherever you're at. You know, it just, it just gives credence to, to what Panther blood means. And just remember, you know, if you got a friend, grandma's out there. And she's saying, hey, I can't pick up the game. All she has to do, if you have, and most people do, you just say, hey, Alexa, play KDKQ and you can find us. So anywhere you're at, uh, you know, stay stay involved, and and we'll keep you. You know, that the thing tonight, uh, it's it's a high scoring ball game. But I want to remind the listeners that we do have a special guest tonight at halftime. I think it's well worth the wait to listen to this guy and and listen to what we have to say. So tell tell mom and dad and grandma and grandpa to to stay tuned. Yeah, we we do have a. Uh, we're pretty excited about having this guest up here. Well, Simmons, again, you know, you got to think how many games he's going to have to have a rub down of his kicking leg uh, afterwards. He's kicked off a bunch tonight. Ball's on the far hash at the 40. And that's nice and high. That's going to get into the end zone. That was a real solid hit by uh, Simmons that time. You, You knew that was going back in the end zone as soon as it left his foot. Well, and when we started the ball game, we said the wind was out of the south at about 10. So wind's behind his back, but it's dropped even lower. It's down to six miles an hour. So not a lot of wind. And uh, Simmons just uh, showed his leg off and doing maybe a little bit of that. I've had two or three of these go out of bounds. I'm a little ticked now. So I think I'll just kick it through the end zone. 38-0, Panthers lead, 749 left in the first half. 
The Mavericks have it on the 20. Back to pass goes Bailey. He's dropping real deep. Now he's getting – my goodness, the Panthers are going to – they're they, not going to give him a safety, I don't I, think. I, I'm surprised because by all rights it should have been a safety. And Bailey, a poor, poor decision on his part not to get rid of the football. They're going to – I don't understand. They're going to mark that ball out at the five-yard line, Doyle. I don't get it. I, I really don't get it. Mason Hopper blew in there just untouched. And, uh, yeah, I don't get it either because he was he was heading that direct. I mean, Hopper wasn't pushing him. He was he was heading back. Direction. And they give him forward progress at the five. That was very generous by the officials, but it's still a big loss. They give it again to Cantu. He gets out maybe to the seven or eight. It's going to be third down and long, probably about 20, over 20 yards to go for Mays. Well, Bailey's a 5'10". 185-pound senior, but Doyle, when you drop back like that, get rid of the football. I mean, you know, you don't want to you don't want to lose that kind of yardage, and he lost 15 yards on that play. It is now third down, and I'm going to guess 21 yards to go for Mays. They're deep in their own territory. They have to get out to the 30 for a first down. Back to pass, pressure again by the Panthers. Bailey's running for his life, and his his uh, receiver tripped and fell. So. Incomplete. Well, man, you know, that's going to force uh, Bay South to kick the ball again. And told the, the punter's going to be standing about his goal line when he takes a snap. So, once again, uh, things not going real well for May South. Fourth and looks like fourth and, yeah, fourth and 21. Now they're running their punt team on. Back to punt for the Mavericks is Laszlo James. And he's standing at the back of the end zone. Low snap. He handles it very nicely. Got a line drive. Went past Dylan Edwards. He picks it up like a like a shortstop. Now the ball's on the ground. And I think Mays might have it. Ah, the way they're acting. I don't see Derby acting too upset, so I think they kept possession. Yeah, Derby but did keep Doyle, it. Doyle probably Dylan Edwards will tell you when he reviews the film that I should have never touched that ball because it bounced past him and he picked <laughs> it was it was it was like a hard hit ground ball when he picked it up and just he never got his composure after that. Miles Wash that recovered for the Panthers. There was three maze people around and I didn't see Wash till he got up from the pile. First and ten. For the Panthers, inside May's territory at the 38, they already lead 38-0. Incomplete pass. It was intended for Dylan Edwards. Just kind of, it was a pretty hard bullet. It just went through his hands. Yeah, the, the, the pass was thrown very hot that time, and it just went and bounced off uh, Dylan's hands. And luckily for the Panthers, it didn't bounce uh, right to a May South defender. That stopped the clock with 6:20 left. Second and 10. Mays blitzes. Thatcher straight up the middle. Mercer's going to score, I believe. Yes, he is. I see no penalty flags on the play. So, and Mercer Thatcher just saw a huge opening. Great read by Mercer. He takes it to the house. So, Mays South is right now living a nightmare. I, I agree. I And, you know, we, we talk about these games on the way up, and, and we've said this before. I had no idea we would be up by 44 points with 
six minutes left in the half. Yeah, no, no way. I just, I just didn't see it. This is a team that played Mays pretty tough and Hayes pretty tough, and those those two teams aren't, you know, they're pretty good. Well, it's hard. You you know, you're not playing, and I don't mean any disrespect, but you're not playing someone at a lower level. I mean, this isn't Mays. It isn't Hayes. I mean, it. it you know, you're playing the three-time defending 6A state champions, and, and I think Derby came out with a chip on their shoulder tonight. I think they looked at the Mays game, and, and uh, even though it a, was a well of a ball game, Derby didn't give their best, and they were lucky to come out with the W. I think tonight they came out the way the defense is playing, the way they've shut down Cantu, put pressure on Bailey. I mean, it's been uh, it's really been all Panthers. You know, I, I agree with that statement wholeheartedly. I mean, not making any excuses for the game last week that the kids did not play their best. And, uh, you know, you might be right. They might want might to come out and make a statement. Well, if that's what they wanted, they've done that. It's 45-0 with 618 left in the half. And having said that, let's let's give a lot of credit to Mays. They were a good ball team. Avery Johnson may be one of the best quarterbacks I've seen in high school football. We said last week it was the Avery Johnson, Dylan Edwards show. And, uh, you know, Avery's got one more year at Mays, so we've got to still deal with him. And it looks like Simmons will be kicking off. <clears throat> Excuse me. And this is going to stay in play. Going to be fielded and goes into the end zone for a touchback. It went through the hands of Bigley, and uh, it just rolled into the end zone. Simmons has hit the last two kicks pretty darn good. Uh, the flag, as we said, is barely moving, so very little win. Simmons is just starting to get some leg into the ball. First and 10 Panthers, or first and 10 for the Mavericks on their 20-yard line. Panthers lead 45-0. Keep in mind, this is a defense that has been put together. A lot of the next man up situations due to sickness, injury, uh, you know, what have you. It's uh, Coach Wietrich's done a heck of a job tonight. Bailey. A little quick pass caught by the tight end. He's going to get uh, first down. They picked up 11 or 12 on, on first down. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta remember those tight ends. I mean, that's a hard one that, you know, you gotta look for them. And Bailey that time just found uh, an open uh, tight end across the middle for uh, first down yardage. Caleb Crum was the, on the reception. It's enough for a first down out to the 30, looks like 33. Again, Panthers lead 45-0. Under six minutes left in the second quarter. Again, they give it to Cantu. The Panthers kind of gang tackling for very little, if any, gain on first down. Heck, I, I think Cantu is the leading rusher in the league coming into tonight's ball game. So Panthers are doing a good job stopping him. No gain on the play. Spot the ball right back on the 33 yard line. So second down and about 10. But you look at Can too. I mean, he's a tough, hard-nosed kid. He isn't going to quit, but he's getting up slower and slower walking back to the huddle. 5.20 left in the half. 45-0 Panthers. Back to pass. Bailey, just a quick hitter on the outside, overthrew his, his intended receiver by quite a bit. Yeah, again, Bailey's having to get rid of the football very quickly. And, and you know, when, when you put a little pressure on a quarterback and you get them out of their comfort zone, 
things usually uh, go your way. That was Sammy Dreezy, the intended receiver, but it was two foot over his head. But he had to throw it probably quicker than he wanted to. Third down and 10. Panthers are showing blitz. Dreezy in motion. Rolling to the right is Bailey. Hits Dreezy, the motion man. He's going to get a first down. Well, and that was very fortunate for, for Bailey, too. All of a sudden, he looked out in that little out route. He just had a guy wide open, picks up enough yardage to uh, get a first down. Well, it's going to be first and 10 from the 40, looks like 43-yard line. Panthers, are they're playing off the receivers by 10 yards. The corners. Back to pass. This time Bailey's running for his life, throws the ball out of bounds. Probably his, that was a smart pass. Hey, you thought he was going to go down, and you know, that's the second time tonight, Doyle, that he's gotten out of it, and it's almost like a shot put getting him. I mean, the way he's throwing the ball, it's just a shot put just to, you know, save his life. Well, that was, a, that was a good decision on his part, just to throw it out of bounds. Second down, 10, five minutes to go in the half. Again, the Panthers lead 45-0. Mays has it on their own 43. Back to pass goes Bailey. Oh, almost nearly inter- picked. Almost intercepted. Again, by it looked like... Uh, Brian Murph nearly interpe- intercepted that one. Well, it nearly was. And yeah, again, Bailey went down hard just as he delivered the football. So we got him uncomfortable, and he's trying to hurry his throws. Murph, I believe Murph had two interceptions last week, and uh, that really helped the Panthers. Pasquale intercepted the uh, two-point try for Mays. Again, Panthers showing blitz. Now, Mays puts a guy in motion. Panthers are blitzing. They're bringing a lot. Caught and hit immediately is Bigley. He should be short of the first down. Uh, he's going to be just shy, but, you know, the, where the ball's uh, at, I mean, it's 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 literally going to be a yard away from a first down. You know Mays South's going for it here. Yeah, it's fourth down and about one for Mays. You still got to like Evan Cantu on the carry. They give it to Cantu, but he's not going to get it. No, he's not. Panthers were in the backfield before the ball was even handed off to him. It was uh, probably a loss of two or three on fourth down. And and you kind of figured they were going to give it to him. uh, Why wouldn't you? Fourth and one, yeah. But I think uh, if if we have stats, I think we're going to see because I don't think he's done much tonight. No, he he definitely hasn't. Well, I got all the fans in the 060 shout at me tonight, telling me that they're they're listening to the ball game and sitting out by the fire pit and uh, enjoying hearing about their Panthers. I know they live in the 060, but you know what? I know they bleed Derby green. I think they do. <clears throat> Panthers are going to have it again in May's territory. First and 10 from the 49, they already leave, lead 45-0. Edwards and Thatcher in the backfield. Thatcher on a keeper. He's going to get dragged down for a bit of a loss, probably a two or at least a two-yard loss on first down. Yeah, May South, uh, they, they read that play all the way. And, you know, I don't, 
I don't know that Derby's going to do anything real fancy here, but you know, any more points on the board, you you got to think that you're not going to see these guys in the second half or or so for one series. Again, Edwards, and he gets dropped for about a half yard loss. Well, and that's you know, those are those things. I don't care. You, you, you if you got coaching in your blood, you, you've been thrown for a couple losses here. Coach Clark's not going to love it. His offense isn't going to love it. They're going to come out with something here trying to pick up not only a first down, but put more points on the board. That's third down and probably uh, 13 for the Panthers. And clock's moving. 325 left in the half. They lead 45-0. The ball's on the Panther 40, looks like 48-yard line. Edwards goes in motion. Thatcher got a man caught, <laughs> brought down at about the five. That was Brock Zerger. Wow, what a pass play. I mean, Derby, really, the way May South got through, I was thinking screen pass because they had three guys breathing down Mercer Thatcher's neck, and he looks down to his backup quarterback in Brock Zerger and connects. First and goal. Thatcher, kind of a miscommunication there. Mercer has to keep the ball, loses a yard or two. Well, you know, it looked like he was going to throw, and then he kind of saw his shoulder drop, like maybe he had mishandled it. He was just thinking, hey, I just need to hang on to the ball. So maybe a good decision that time by Mercer. Well, here's what I've noticed. Uh, Brock Zerger's been in almost the whole game at wide receiver. Back to pass. A little bit of a screen. And it's inside the 10-yard line. It's still going to be third down. Very little gain. Well, the Panthers, I mean, I think they're still run, wanting to run their offense. They're doing some things that, you know, maybe a little unconventional if you were if you were up uh, by two touchdowns. But right now they're moving the ball around. Third down and goal from the eight. Thatcher. He's going to get close to the end zone. It's going to be third, fourth down, and a yard and a half, two yards to go. Nice little run by Mercer Thatcher. Yeah, he just looked off left tackle and saw the hole open up. Again, give this offensive line a ton of credit. These plays don't happen without their great blocks. And right now, they, for the most part, they are controlling the maze front four. Katie, without question. Really, both lines of scrimmage have been controlled by the Panthers. So it's now fourth and goal. And back to the Wildcat. They're back to the Wildcat with Edwards. And Edwards takes it, finds a bit of a hole, touchdown. (laughs) And, you know, the way Dylan ran that ball, you looked at it and you thought, man, Dylan's going to fall down about the one and a half. And I don't know how. And most running backs, if they did, they're going to dive for the end zone. Uh, Dylan just scores standing up on two feet. Well, the, the the young man from Mays South put a pretty good hit on him. He bounced off that and then was able to keep his balance enough to get into the end zone. Extra point attempt. And it's good. So with 113 left in the half, Panthers extend their lead to 52 to nothing. And 
wow. That, that's all I can say is wow. Well, Doyle, I, I, I know out of the 52, I, I know that uh, Mercer scored on one of them. I think all the rest of them are, are Dylan Edwards touchdowns. I, I think you, you might be right. Wow. <laughs> and you're exactly right. Driving up here tonight, we always talk about the ball game and what we think might happen. And, and, and you know, we never talk really scores. We don't say, hey, we're going to win by this or, or whatever. But, you know, we both said, you know, it should be a good ball game. I got some maze guys that, that were uh, texting me throughout the day going, hey, I think, what do you think? And I said, I think it'll be a good ball game. I sure didn't think we'd see a 52 to, to zip score uh, close to half. Yeah, I, I didn't either. But again, this to me, this is a little bit of a different Panther team that that hit the field tonight. Uh, again, I I go back to you know what we saw and and you know they didn't play their best game last. But you know you you got to give Mays some credit. Sometimes good teams make you play bad. And uh, but they've come out Derby tonight and just every they're hitting on all eight cylinders. Well, I think I think when you have Avery Johnson in your backfield, it makes you. You got to play play your defense a little bit different as well. Simmons kicking off again. It's high and it's end over end. Going to come down. Looks like maybe Cantu at about the five. Oh, he just got submarined at about the fifteen. Well, I was wrong. That was Bigley again on the return. Bigley's seeing a lot of uh, a lot of playing time tonight. Uh, Pascal's the one that that took him out. And you're right. He, I mean, that's a that's an ankle biter. Cantu and like Cantu and Bailey in the backfield. Back to pass, Bailey, just a quick hitter to Bigley. He's going to get a first down out close to the 30-yard line. Clock moving, one minute left. One minute left. Bailey's still the quarterback. Back to pass, just a quick hitter out in the flat, and the ball gets through the hands of the intended receiver, Sam Sammy Dressy. Well, and really, if you're May South right now, you, you really just don't want to make any any big mistakes. Panthers uh, still have you deep in your own territory. You don't want to give up any more points. Second ten, under a minute left, and this time it's. Looks like Cantu again, and he gets picks up maybe five on on second down. Yeah, Cantu's not the type of runner that's gonna gonna quit in a ball game. He, I mean, he's gonna keep on bringing the bringing the lumber to you. Picked up five, so it's gonna be third down and five. There's 30 seconds left. Clock moving. Panthers lead this one 52-0. Back pass goes Bailey. Rolling to the near side, far side anyway, and he misses his receiver bigly. Would have been a first down if he'd have been able to hook up with him. Uh, Doyle, we're at, a, we're at a point in this ball game. You know, it's fifty-two to nothing. I mean, it's before half. You, you got to assume we're going to be in a running clock situation to start the second half. And I think uh, you know May South. Uh, you know they know that they're put into another punting situation. I don't think you're going to see anything fancy out of Coach Clark here to wind out this first half. 
Uh, LaShawn Davis was in the ball game on the defensive line for the Panthers that series. Good snap. Good high. Kind of a knuckler. It takes a Mays South bounce inside the 20 to about the 18-yard line. So with six seconds left in the half, Panthers lead this one 52-0. I think we'll probably see the quarterback just take a knee and get in at halftime leading 52-0. I don't think you'll see anything fancy. I, you know, Again, if you're uh, Coach Clark in these situations, I think you, you at some point you start really calling off the dogs. I mean – you know, you don't you don't want to risk injury. You don't want to risk anything uh, anything crazy. And I think that's what you're going to see is uh, probably taking a knee here. It looks like Panthers are in victory formation. Thatcher up under center. He just takes a knee. Clock's going to run out. So that's going to be you know it's going to be 52-0 at halftime. And uh, well, that's not I, uh, clock still says zero. two seconds. Still says two seconds. Ah, they're clearing the field. Yeah. Now it's out. Well, and again, Doyle, this this from the opening kickoff, we said it. Coach Clark was kind of maybe a little different, took the opening coin toss and said, I want the football. And what do the Panthers do? They answer with a quick Dylan Edwards touchdown and then follows up by another one. Before you know it, the Panthers are just running all over uh, May South. Yeah, it it, it was unbelievable. I, I thought. Uh, uh, like we said, Dylan Edwards had three carries in the first half, first three carries for over 200 yards, and it was really, really easy to add it all up, 81, 80, and, and 61. So you could add that up. So he had over 200 yards in the first three carries of the ball game, and uh, the Panthers uh, really, man, they, they started out hot, and they're still hot tonight. Well, and, and again, we'll when we get into the into the halftime stats later, we'll see how dominating the Panthers have been here in the first half, and 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 how they've controlled this ball game. We expect to be in a running clock situation when we when we uh, start the second half. And um, and Doyle, we want to remind fans again, we've got a special guest up here at halftime today tonight, and uh, you know we want you to stay tuned for that. Well, we're we're ahead. We Derby are ahead, fifty-two zero over May South Maverick. This is Panther Football on Live 105, KDKQ 105.9 FM. We'll be back. Since 1985, D&B Service Center has provided motorists in the Derby area with auto repair services that include engine maintenance, heating and air conditioning, battery service, tires, and wheel alignment. Located at 722 North Baltimore on the corner of K-15 and Burton and Derby, they can get you back on the road with quality and timely repair. More information on services that D&B Service Center has to offer can be seen at dnbservicecenter.com or they can be reached at 788-1641 between 8 a.m. and 6 p.m. PM Monday through Friday. DNB Service Center is a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. For the past 16 years, Artistic Builders has offered home building in Derby and the surrounding area. Artistic Builders offer different plans to make your dream home come true. They can be reached at 650-7536 or on their website, artistic.builders. Artistic Builders is a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Programming on Alive 105 is in part made possible by Mike Brown of Elder Law of Kansas, located at 1033 North Rock Road in Derby, providing estate planning and probate services, as well as assistance with long-term care planning and preservation of assets. 
Our thanks to Elder Law of Kansas, 777-1186. Proud supporters of Derby Panther Football. Field Station Dinosaurs is a prehistoric experience featuring over 40 life-size, moving, and realistic dinosaurs that's thrilling, educational, and fun for the family. This September, sleep under the stars with Cretaceous Camping, Fridays and Saturdays. More information on their website, kansasdinos.com. Field Station Dinosaurs is located on the north side of Derby at 2999 North Rock Road. Field Station Dinosaurs is a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Since 1946, Riverside Cafe has been providing hot breakfast all day, every day at all three locations. Riverside Cafe of Derby is conveniently located right off of K-15 in the El Paso Shopping Center, 824 North Baltimore Avenue. Menus and daily specials can be found at their website, RiversideCafeWichita.com. For more information, they can be reached at 425-0057. Serving the Derby area since 1976, Shelton Collision is here for all your repair needs. Shelton Collision offers paintless repair, body and mechanical work, along with rental cars and towing services. Located at 325 West Patriot in Derby, Shelton Collision is there to help you through any accident-related repairs. Shelton Collision is locally owned and a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Paz Photography specializes in family and senior portraits. Past photo sessions and more information can be found on their Facebook page, Paz Photography, or they can be reached at 631-5417. Paz Photography, a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Well, Granny Cletus, the new Panther Stadium looks amazing. It sure does, Mooney Pie. I love me some fall events. Go sport ball. You know, the Derby Public Library has lots of events this fall. What events are you talking about? Events for kids of all ages and adults, too. We just have to visit derbylibrary.com for all the info. Holy smokes, the library sounds like a party to me. Hey, kid, you're holding that football wrong. Let me show you how it's done. Oh, granny. Derby Public Library. Lawn got you down? Diamondback Total Lawn Care offers services for all your lawn needs. They can be reached at 573-2267 or on their Facebook page, Diamondback Total Lawn Care. Diamondback Total Lawn Care is a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Well, we're back at May where the Panthers lead 52-0 over the Bay South Mavericks, a, a game that I think both Kevin and I are surprised at the score, but we're not we're not unhappy about it, but we're sure surprised at uh, at the score. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna get off. We've got a, a guest up here. We've been kind of excited to have him all week when we found out that uh, he was gonna come up here. So we have Leon Edwards in here. Leon, if you guys don't know, he played at K State. I believe he played at Southeast. Uh, he's the father of Dylan Edwards. But uh, you know, we're gonna have Leon up here and talk a little bit. Well, and no, no doubt, uh, we've got, uh, Leon up here and Leon, uh, you know, I'm going to age myself here a little bit because, uh, you know, I, I graduated in 1979. I think you were 89, uh, uh, 1990, 1990. Okay. So I watched you play high school football and I, and I'm not a Southeast fan. I got to admit it, but, uh, you were fun to watch. I mean, quite an athlete, and, you know, in your own right. So, and then, and then you went on to K State. Yes, uh, talk to us just real quickly about Southeast, and 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 I think at one time you held the uh, state rushing record. Yes, uh, at one time I held the uh, state rushing record. Also uh, broke Barry Sanders' record as well at that time, which uh, was the first to do it at that time. And everything before other people started getting in their uh, 
in their plateau of uh, running the ball and everything. So. Right. Well, and then then uh, you went on to K State. Yes. And I and I know that you know you you, you played well there, and I, I hope you bleed a little purple. Oh yes, I do bleed purple. Definitely, I bleed purple. Uh, uh, K State was a wonderful place for me to land and everything. Uh, Coach Snyder was great. In the camaraderie that we have there in the brotherhood, uh, once you're a wildcat, you're always a wildcat. Ema, baby. Yeah, there you go. And, and you know, I know, uh, you know, I touched base with you. I, I think several years ago, your your older son Ke- Kevion yes, was uh, played for me, and I remember you came down early at one of the practices, introduced yourself. Yes, sir. Of course, I I remembered you, you know, and uh, yes, but you know, I, I looked over and your your other son Dylan was just a little guy little out there guy. playing around with the football off on the side. You knew he might be special then. Yes, and, you know, you t- talk to us a little bit about where Dylan's at right now. I know there's a lot of recruiting going on and how you feel about having him play in a derby. Yes, it did. Oh, having him play at derby and, and having his big brother, uh, he looked up to his big brother as though he does uh, right now. And uh, it was exciting to see him in his career here at derby. And then Dylan seeing him and wanting to be the same, or if not better, uh, with the work ethic and everything like that to become a Panther. So, it was very exciting to have them to grow up in the household and be derby guys. Well, right. And, and you know, I, 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 if I recall, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but sure. you know, we always talk about the athletic genes yes. and I think, I think there's a, there's a whole list of athletic genes in the, in your family. Am I correct? Yes. Yes. Indeed. I yes. mean, t- tell us about, I, I, are you, aren't you a cousin to Barry Sanders I, I, or yeah. uh, through family? Yes. Indeed. <laughs> I mean, yes, you know, yes. so you got to look at that. Then I look at you and, and of course you and I played back in the days when we had big old shoulder pads. Oh man. <laughs> they were, they were rocky if my shoulders wasn't moving. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, and, I, and then you see Dylan and, and you know, Dylan already, I, I don't know. I know, you know, he's got a bunch of yards, but our stats show 10 carries for 263 yards. Wow. In the first half, but that's remarkable. Yeah, that's and remarkable. Yeah, it, and and again, talk to us a little bit about the recruiting process right that's now. Right. I know you went through it, so yes. it's got to help you somehow with Dylan. But talk that's to us about right. what's going on uh, that way. When we were growing up, we had a newspaper and uh, the word of mouth. Now you got social media that can take you all the way to Timbuktu, if you will. So it's 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 opening up the floodgates as far as that that people get to know and see his talent and stuff like that, and have an opportunity to even be recruited from Kansas is a is a tremendous honor. Well, and, and you know the thing I think that's always important to remind people, and you know Coach Clark and I are pretty close. Yes, and, and he's a K State guy, oh, yes. and but you know we talk all the time about family and how you carry yourself as a person and and hats off to you because and i know kevion was the same way i mean great kids great athletes uh, but but great students yes and and, you know and and talk to us a little bit about where you where you do that how do you keep a kid level when 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 right now i mean it'd be easy to get a big head how do you keep them level well it's it's no egos in the household we treat everyone like we want to be treated Uh, we put god first and my wife, she was an extraordinary soccer player. And, uh, yeah, she was cum laude, minor cum laude as well. So the brains and the athleticism comes from both sides. So I got to give her a big kudos for that, of, of having my sons and stuff like that. So uh, wow. with that and just training them to be young men and being there for, for them and being an example of the work ethic. So I think that's very important, not just to say it, but also allow them to view it and be able to, you know, replicate that. Right. Well, you know, again, we, we're we're very thankful you came up and talked to us tonight a, a little bit about not only yourself but both your boys. And yes. you, you told me that Kevion was over on the over yes. on the sidelines, and, 
and say hi to him from his old seventh grade coach. Tell him, tell him I gave him a shout out. I definitely will. And again, we look forward to, to seeing you for another year. Oh yeah. I look forward to it. And thank you, gentlemen. You, you guys are a stellar act and I look forward to doing this sometime again. Great. Definitely. Again, that was uh, Leon Edwards that took, took time out to come out and visit with us tonight. And, and again, you know, a, a great, not only a great athlete in his own right, but a great human being. And he's raising some, some good kids. Yeah, we uh, we really enjoyed Leon being up here. We enjoyed his insight on some of the things, and uh, uh, we appreciate it. And, and I look forward to doing it again. So oh, no question. We're we're about four four and a half minutes away from the start. Well, the start of the obligatory three minute uh, warm up. So we're about seven minutes away from the start of the second half. Uh, Panthers lead this one fifty two zero. This is Panther football on live one hundred five. KDKQ 105.9 FM will be back. Since 1970, Wilhite Automotive has been servicing vehicles at Derby, Kansas. They offer services like oil change, air conditioning, transmission services, and much more. Located at 200 West Washington Street in Derby and can be reached at 788-0514. Wilhite Automotive is locally owned and a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther football. Trips to the bank are now optional. At Fidelity Bank, we offer a wide range of options, including next-level digital banking. Manage your money when and where you want, from traditional in-person service to a totally online experience. We stand ready to serve by giving you the tools to control your finances your way from anywhere. Together, we move bravely onward. For nearly 45 years, Confederated Builders Incorporated has been serving the Derby area and other communities all over the United States. Confederated Builders is a general contractor specializing in restaurants and light commercial building projects. They're located at 503 North Buckner in Derby and can be reached at 788-3701. Confederated Builders Incorporated, a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Derby Nutrition is conveniently located right off of K-15 in Derby, serving healthy meal smoothies, high-quality protein, clean energy drinks, teas, and protein coffee. Derby Nutrition is located at 200 North Baltimore and can be reached at 260-5557. And on their Facebook page, Derby Nutrition and Energy. Derby Nutrition, a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Radio Shack, located at 707 North Baltimore, has been in business since 1991, specializing in electronic parts, computer supplies, indoor and outdoor television antennas, weather scanners, and ham radio supplies. They are open from 9 to 6, Monday through Friday, and Saturdays 9 till 4. They can be reached at 788-4225. Radio Shack in Derby, a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Derby Overhead offers a wide range of garage door services and is located at 3019 North Oliver in Derby. To set up an appointment, they can be reached at 788-8889 or at derbyoverhead.com. Derby Overhead is locally owned and a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Fisher Media Company offers video, audio, graphic, and web services for churches and businesses alike. Fisher Media is a strong believer in Alive 105's mission and strategy on being a light to Derby, Kansas, and the surrounding areas. Fisher Media is a proud partner of Alive 105 and a sponsor of Derby Panther Football. You'll bring Derby home every week with the Derby Informer. Celebrating 20 years as Derby's hometown newspaper and always proud supporters of all Derby High School athletics and activities. 
If it's Derby news, you'll know it. It's football season. You know what that means? Cold weather is right around the corner. MJB Heating and Cooling has been locally owned in Derby since 1984. They offer system servicing, furnace cleaning, and new energy efficient units. MJB Heating and Cooling can be reached at 316-788-4884. And their website is hjbhvac.com. Proud sponsors of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Johnson & Company was founded in 1983, offering a full range of accounting services while giving you the individual attention that you need. They are located at 325 East Madison and can be reached at 788-0555. Johnson & Company is locally owned and a proud sponsor of Live 105 and Derby Panther Football. We'd like to thank DNM Mechanical for their support of Friday Night Derby Panther Football on Alive 105. Locally owned and operated heating and cooling experts with over 50 years experience in commercial and residential service, installation, and indoor air quality. They offer 24-7 emergency service with their main goal to provide you with outstanding heating and cooling products from filters to complete system upgrades. Their motto is honesty, integrity, respect. DNM Mechanical, located in Derby at 2300 North Nelson Drive. They can be reached 24-7 at 712-4025. More information can be seen on their website, dnmmechanicals.com. We're back in Mays, uh, home of the Mays South Mavericks. Uh, we're about three minutes away from the start of, this, of the second half. Panthers lead this one 52-0. Oh, Doyle, it was so good having uh, Leon Edwards up at halftime uh, and talking to us and 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 sharing his values with us as well. But uh, let's go ahead and get into our, our end of the first half stats for tonight's ball game. First downs, even Steven. I mean, if you were looking at first downs, you'd say, "Wow, what a what a close ball game." Thirteen for each team. Rushing yards starts telling the tale. Twenty one touches on the ground for the Panthers. Three hundred ninety three yards. May South with the with the uh, all league running back. Eighteen touches, twenty yards on the ground. So. Tells a little bit of that story. How about this? Average yards per rush. Derby, 18.7. May South, 1.1 yards. So tells you how our defense is playing. Uh, passes, Derby's 5 for 7 for 100 yards. May South, 11 for 24 for 90. Total offensive yards by the Panthers in the first half, 493. May South held to just 110 yards. Well, that- 493 yards in one half. That's a whole game's worth for, uh, you know, a lot of teams in the Panthers. I mean, they, they just started, they just started out hot and they, they stayed hot. They hit Mays in the mouth the first, first play of the game and, and just kept him down. It, it, uh, it was amazing to me, uh, how good we looked in the first quarter and a half. Uh, passing again, Mercer Thatcher has, has thrown about as much as he needed to tonight with the rushing attack. Mercer's four for six, 87 yards uh, on the receiving end. Brock Zerger has two catches for 81 yards. Colt Rudy has one catch for 13. Dylan Edwards, one for one. Caden Brown, one for minus one. On the rushing attack, here's the big one. Dylan Edwards, just 10 touches tonight, 263 yards. Mercer Thatcher, six touches for 41 and Derek Hubbard, four touches for three yards. Again, total yards by the Panthers here in the first half, 493 yards. And Doyle, the stat we really care about, at half, Panthers lead 52-0 to zero against May South. Man, I, I just about have to check that 493 yards and a half. I'd have to check that, see if that was some kind of a 
high school record for the for the Panthers, a, a school record for Derby, because uh, that 493 yards in one half is absolutely amazing. And the Panthers tonight are playing very well. And I'm like you, Kevin. I'm going to guess it'll be a running clock from from the start of the second half all the way through the, till the end of the game. I, I think the uh, – is it 40 or 45 points? I, th- I believe it's half. 45. So should be in the running clock situation. And, uh, again, May South's going to get the ball here to start the second half. So Coach Clark, you know what, we'll have to – after the game, give him a little boost of confidence, rolling the dice and saying, hey, I'll receive the football in tonight's ball game." Yeah, and they did, and they, they got started and haven't slowed down. Well, the obligatory three-minute warm-up is over, so we're ready to start the second half. And like you said, uh, May South will get the football to start that half, this half. And, uh, you know, they trail big in this one, 52-0. And you got to figure, Kevin, that uh, we might have – our starting special teams here kicking off, but I think once uh, I think once the game gets going, we'll see some pretty good substitutions. And with that in mind, you kind of figure Mays will Mays South will probably score on us, but you know, maybe not. You know, but. <laughs> well. You got it. You got to kind of wonder. Well, when I was looking out, uh, you know, after uh, we had the commercial break, I was looking out. You know, Derby fans are still here and pretty, pretty much in full force. Uh, you, you did start seeing some May South uh, fans leaving the the, the field. Uh, you know, it's 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 high school football, and, and we've got a tremendous crowd here tonight. So I'm sure some of them are thinking, "Hey, I'm going to beat the beat the rush." And if you were here in the stadium, uh, you, you can't necessarily blame them. Well, we're going to kick this one off, and it might be. It doesn't look like Simmons standing there. I can't. I really can't get a good look at him. It's, it's either that or the referee's awful tall. We'll we'll find out here just pretty <laughs> quick. Now it it is not Simmons. It is Grady Jessup. He's a sophomore. Well, I think you're going to see uh, probably a pretty much a all non varsity uh, guys playing here in the second half. And the kick is going to be fielded at about the ten. Going to get downed at about the 25. And the clock is running. So it, it looked like uh, on the Daniel Boy on the stop for the Panthers. Yes, it's it's uh, total number twos on the field on defense right now for the Panthers. Well, if you're May South, you're going to leave your starters in for, for an extended period of time, just trying to get some confidence built going into the playoffs. First and 10 from the 25. They give it to Cantu. He picks up four, about four on first down. So it's going to be second six from the 20, from the 30, excuse me. Uh, We've seen this uh, second unit for the Panthers quite often this season. I, I think last week we obviously didn't, but pretty much every other game we have. That's how you sustain your program. They give it again to Cantu. He gets to the outside. Going to get a first down. Uh, Cantu again. He's a he's a good running back. Uh, very very hard nosed downhill runner. And Panthers uh, their their starting offense did an incredible job, as we said in the first half. Uh, I you know May South had virtually no rushing yardage. First and ten from the May's 
37. A little bit of a pitch to Cantu. He's gonna he's gonna get some yards here in the second half. Oh no, no question. When you open up the paper and you go, well, you know, Cantu had, you know, man, let's say he gets a hundred yards, you're gonna go, hey, not a bad night. But keep in mind, in the first half, Mays had a total of 20 yards of rushing offense. Second, six. Clock moving. Panthers lead 52-0. Again, Cantu straight ahead. He's a hard runner. He's going to get a first down. Well, Cantu's the type of runner that, you know, he, he, he would be playing if he was on the white side of the ball. I mean, this, this is a kid that you're going to find a spot for him. If he's not in your backfield, be a tough, a tough one to crack getting in, in front of Dylan Edwards, but you'd find a place for him somewhere. <clears throat> first and 10 for Mays. 9.30 left in the third quarter. Quick pass to the outside, caught. Panthers right there on defense. Looked like Caden Rojas on the tackle for the Panthers. Well, Doyle, you're exactly right when you say these guys are getting all this playing experience. We've talked about it week in and week out. This is a JV group of guys that's undefeated in the uh, in the season so far. They'll play May South uh, on Monday night. But, the, you know, these guys are getting a lot of good game time uh, shots. Back to Cantu, and he's going to stumble and fall forward into Panther territory at about the 40-yard line. So first down, May South. Well, these ball games end up going pretty fast in the second half because of the running clock. And, and we'll see how these guys uh, – play it, uh, you know, the rest of the half. Quarterback keeper pitches it out to Cantu, and he picks up five or six, maybe more on first down. Boy, you know, we're, we, you know, I just got word that, uh, that uh, the Derby Cross Country team is at regionals tomorrow at the Cessna Activity Center. Girls start at 10 a.m., boys at 10.40. Again, these cross-country guys, I know the girls' team for sure. They've got some real runners out there. Cantu, again, this time he's not going to get – might get back to the line of scrimmage and he might lose a yard. So it's going to be third down and about six. Mays has a player on the turf still. They're trying to help him up, but he's not having any of that holding his knee, and I hope I hope it is not what we think it is. Brady Clawson. Yeah, he started to get up and then went back down, so let's hope it's not anything serious. Well, we got a minute. Tonight's broadcast of Derby Panther Football on Live 105, KDKQ 105.9 FM is sponsored in part by these great local Derby business, businesses. The Derby Recreation Center, Confederated Builders, Derby Junior Football, the Derby Informer, Derby Public Library, Pause Photography by Kelsey Lockie, Mike Brown of Elder Law of Kansas, Derby Overhead, Diamond Back Total Lawn Care, Fidelity Bank, Derby Nutrition, and Fisher Media. The next time you visit one of these Panther football sponsors, let them know you heard their ad on a live 105 during the Panther football broadcast. Uh, the player injured looks like it's Brady Klassen, and he, he is up on his feet, so that's good news. Uh, Getting off uh, very gingerly, but uh, good news that he is getting a little bit of pressure down on his leg. He, he's one of their bigger linemen. He's uh, 6'3", 260, and uh, hopefully it's nothing serious. There's still some season left for these guys, so you don't want your starters to to uh, get injured anytime. 
third down and, oh, I'm going to say six, maybe seven. Back pass, wide open in the flat. He gets down inside, right about the 15-yard line, goes Sammy Dreesy. Well, you you know Coach Wietrich in these situations. They, all the defensive guys, Coach Wietrich, the, the, you know, all of his uh, assistant coaches, the players, they don't want May South scoring. Eh? It's the number twos. It doesn't matter if you go deep into the number threes and fours. This unit, uh, they have their strategy. They don't like seeing points put on the board. First of 10 from the 17. 7-13 left. And the Mays quarterback gets to the outside. And it looks like he might be in for the score. I can't. Yes, he is. He's in for the touchdown with 6-59 and running. So the Mavericks now trail. 52 to six. Well, and again, they, you know, that was a well executed option play. And then you, you got to give him credit. He, he waited and made our defensive guy commit to can two. And then he cut up inside and scores. Yeah. Nice, nice job by the quarterback Bailey on that. And, and you're right. Exactly how you said it was what happened. Wow, that's the first time we've seen this young man kick an extra point, and he put, booted that. I'll bet you William Shatner didn't go that high. <laughs> well, and, and Coach Clark talked about him. He said, this kid's got to when – when he was breaking down the, the game, and he said, special teams, he goes, they've got a kicker. they got a legit kicker that can kick the ball well. So we just saw uh, the first time of the night uh, May South kick an extra point. Oh, that was that was 10 feet above the top of the goalpost, and uh, – I mean that was that was like a a wedge shot on the golf course. It just went straight up. This guy's got and it went long a long ways. The guy's got quite a leg on him. Well, and you wonder in, in Coach Pfeiffer's uh, you know playbook, his arsenal. How long does he keep his starters in? I mean, you you got to really think about it. Think okay, playoffs start next week. Slates are wiped clean. It's zero zero really. I mean, you're going to go exactly. off home field advantage, all those good things. But other than that. You can be a, an 0 and 9 team, and you could technically get to two and win a state championship. Well, last year, I believe it's 4A, Arc City won their district, or what, and they made it all the way to state. They got runner up, but they made, and they had a losing record when the postseason started. So you're absolutely right. Records don't mean anything. So, so again, you, if you're Coach Pfeiffer, do you take a chance on getting Bailey or Cantu hurt? I, I don't think you do. I think you, you say, hey, let's get some guys some experience and pull these guys out. Sam Parks kicking off. He's just a sophomore. He hit that one pretty good. It's coming down at about the 20. Gets to the outside. Then he stopped. No, he's still on his feet. Gets out to the 30. That looked looked to me like Camry, Camari Geddes for the Panthers. It'll be interesting to see who is the quarterback. Uh, I know that Zerger is normally the second second team quarterback, but he's been playing wide receiver the whole game. Well, and again, again you you got to expect at this point. You assume maybe Brock Zerger is the quarterback. Of course, he's played a lot of football tonight as a wide receiver. Do you go to a Conley Hamlin or do you see uh, Braxton Clark in the ball game? Zerger is in at quarterback. Zerger, along with Hubbard in the backfield. They give it to Hubbard. Big hole. Gets probably. 
only 10 yards on first down. <laughs> Derek Hubbard, he played some in the first half, but Derek Hubbard's another speed burner, a guy that would start at almost any high school in the state of Kansas. He just has the, uh, I guess, the unfortunate uh, thing of being behind Dylan Edwards. But when he comes in, he wants to score. He wants to put points on the board. And, uh, man, if you're a defense, you're, you're not getting a whole lot of break there. Clock moving, 3.30 to go. Panthers lead 52-7. to seven. They led 52 nothing at halftime. And on a keeper, Zerger, and he's going to get hit and dropped for probably five-plus yard loss. Well, May South wasn't fooled at all on the play, and you're right. Zerger's going to get dumped for, for at least a five-yard loss. Uh, so Panther offense has put himself in a little bit of a hole with second and, uh, and about 15. Ball is resting on the Panther 30, just outside the 35 yard line. The line to gain is the 50, so they've got about they got about uh, 15 yards to go on second down. Again, Zerger and Hubbard. Hubbard, big hole. Oh, and he puts the ball. He, I think he put the ball on the ground, but I think Mays might have got it. I, I can't tell for sure. He had a big gain. Hubbard did. Well, no one's really saying yet it's slow to get up, but I'm going to say, I don't know. I was going to say I think it's Derby's ball because I don't see a whole lot of excitement on the field. Well, the, it looked like a Derby guy got it, but the Mays guys were jumping up and down and, and pointing their yeah, direction. It's, it's Derby football. Hubbard was just a, a, a hair away from breaking that and scoring six points. Yeah, it's going to be – I don't know how they're – it's going to be about a yard – I think it's third down at about a yard. Clock moving, 52-7, two minutes left. And it looks like Mays might have jumped. I think they, Mays South came across. Hey, unless unless you saw a twitch on the Panthers. You, you, and that's the second time tonight, Noel, you've seen an interior lineman for Mays South jump across the line of scrimmage. It was against Mays South. And the ball is now in their territory at the 46-yard line after the five-yard markoff. Those are the things that will drive a coach batty when, you know, you got third and a short and you give it to a team by jumping off sides. Clock moving under two minutes left. This has been a very quick third quarter. Well, the first quarter, you, you would have thought it would have been quick, but there was so much scoring going on that, you know, the clock kept stopping every time we scored a touchdown. I don't even see the play clocks. Yeah, now they're moving. And Zerger on a keeper gets to the outside. Going to pick up oh, close to 10 on first down. So it's going to be second and short for the Panthers. Well, we know Brock Zerger's got good speed. We saw him make a tremendous catch for, you know, downfield uh, early in the uh, first half. Well, they, I thought he was a lot closer to, to first down than that. They give him five yards. He was inside the 40, it looked like, but I guess it doesn't matter. Panthers ball, clock's moving. Panthers are winning 52-7. Well, Doyle, it looks like the wind picked up again. You can see the flags uh, starting to blow. So what was a pretty calm uh, evening is now starting to to show some wind. This will be the last play of the third quarter. Hubbard. He's trying to get that first down. He's going to be very close. He should he should be very close. If he didn't get it, he's he's going to be uh, right on the yard on the on the sticks. So it's third and one, but that's going to end 
the third quarter. Panthers lead 52-0. This is Panther Football on Live 105. KDKQ 105.9 FM will be back. We'd like to thank Derby Junior Football for their support of Derby Panther Football on Alive 105 KDKQ. Derby Junior Football embraces youth athletic competition in a way that should be competitive, fun, and a key component of a child's education. The Derby Junior Football Organization promotes important life skills like desirable personal and social behaviors and the development of good character. You can learn more about the Derby Junior Football Program and find out about signing up by calling 788-8500. You can also find them on Facebook and on the web. We're back at the home of the Mavericks. Panthers lead 52-7. Tonight's broadcast of Derby Panther Football on Live 105, KDKQ 105.9 FM is sponsored in part by these great local Derby business, businesses. Tendercare Lawn and Landscape, Will Hyde Auto Service, MJB Heating and Cooling, Radio Shack of Derby, Riverside Cafe of Derby, DNB Service Center, Shelton Collision Repair, Artistic Builders, DNM Mechanical, Muscle Focus Mess. Massage Therapy, Field Station Dinosaurs, Johnson & Company, Certified Public Accountants. Well, Doyle, I think Conley Hamlin has uh, entered the ball game as our quarterback now, so Derby uh, is, is starting to clear the benches, it's a, and that's a good sign. And Conley is senior. He's a guy that uh, has really come on strong in the last two years. Next time you visit one of these Panther football sponsors, let them know you heard their ad on Live 105 during the Panther football broadcast. Yes, uh, it looks like the Panthers are going to have it first and 10 from the, like, 35. And, again, these sponsors are, are who brings you the broadcast every Friday night. Hand it off. Looks like Hubbard, he's going to pick up probably four on first down. Well, Derek Hubbard, again, I like it when you see Derek Hubbard in the backfield. Let's go back to the first half, and we ran the Wildcat, and Dylan Edwards, uh, he's taking the snap, and, and who's who's getting the ball a lot of times was Hubbard. Yeah, exactly. And, and again, like you said, and I mean, like I was thinking, that's just another look these teams have to prep for uh, when they play Derby, and, and I think that's what Coach Clark does. He's <laughs> He likes to stir the pot, oh, I guess. No question. <laughs> Sign of a good coach. You bet. Again, they give it to Hubbard. He gets maybe a yard, maybe two on second down. It'll now be third down and about six, I'm thinking. Well, Derek's another one of those guys. At any given moment, he, he finds a crease. and He's going to take one to the house. And this, uh, you're moving the ball. Again, let's, let's say what it is. You, you've got May South. They're starting to, to, to bring in some different guys, but, you know, they they still got predominantly starters out there, and we're playing all JV-type uh, players right now. JV-type players that, let's just say it, they're a play away from being uh, a star on Friday night. You betcha. Hamlin is the quarterback. Hubbard, the running back. Hamlin. And he kind of cuts it up and probably picks up one, maybe, yeah, probably a yard. It's going to be fourth and five for the Panthers. Again, Conley's one of those guys. He's our long snapper. He's 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 one of the team uh, leaders, uh, vocal leaders, keeping the kids up and and what have you. And Doyle, I, I look at uh, these program players and guys that come out. You know, they they just stick with it. They keep their head down. They keep on trying to get uh, more playing time. And Conley's definitely one of those guys. Fourth down and five from the thirty. 
Hamlin is the quarterback. Nine minutes, just a little over nine minutes left. 52 to six, back to pass. Caught. If they give him a, a, a I decent, think they are. If they give him a decent spot, it should be a first down. Yeah, looking where they're standing, he should have just picked it up by about a half a yard. No, he didn't get it, I don't think, Kevin. He needed to get down to the 25, and he did not get there. That that was I didn't think that was a very good spot. Wow, the guy's feet came down on the on the. And, and that may be one of those official calls late in the ball game where they're going, really? I mean, if we, if we, because it was inches. I mean, and really, you know, if we do this, Derby's going to maybe score and put more points on the board. So, yeah. you know, it looks like Mays is, yeah, they've got a different quarterback. Quarterback is uh, Tate McNew. He's a freshman, six foot 170. So Mays is kind of backed off too. Back to pass, got a man out in the flat. He's going to get close to the first down on on first down. Well, Doyle, this is probably what you're seeing on the field right now is what you're going to see if you travel to Derby on Monday for the for the final JV game of the season. You know, this is how it always works. That if we play here, then the JV comes to town uh, on the opposite Monday. Second down, fifty-two to seven, Panthers. They give it to the tailback. He's going to get close to a first down, possibly a first down. You know, I know Coach Clark talked to us. I think it was Monday or Tuesday when he was telling us that, you know, I got to keep these guys all focused when they get in the ball game. Because literally, as we saw last week when Minton went down, all of a sudden you look at it and go, guess what? You're the guy now. Yeah. Back to pass again goes McNew. Can't tell whether it was complete or not. It looks like they're saying it was complete. It was a good catch out there by the Mays wide receiver. And it definitely was a nice catch uh, on the play. So it picked up about four on first down. So it's second down and six. Clock moving, seven minutes left. Panthers lead 52-7. to And a big hole. Gets inside Panther territory to about the 48-yard line. Nice run there by Brady Rapp. He's a sophomore, 5'10", 165. Yeah, Derby just continues the, the re- revolving door, if you will, as uh, players keep shuffling it on and off the field. <clears throat> Again, ball game that was decided really in the first four or five minutes of, of play tonight. First, first quarter. First 10, back to pass again, goes McDo's got a man out in the flat. Nice hit out there by the Panthers, picked up five. As we said at halftime, uh, Dylan Edwards, 10 carries tonight, 263 yards. Doyle, I, I've lost track. I, I don't know. I think he had five or six touchdowns in the first half as well. Um, and I'm thinking – and they hand it off again. Gets to the outside. He's going to pick up a first down and then some. That would be Brady Rapp. But the 493 yards of offense in the first half, I mean, I'd be checking that for a derby record. I mean, that, that was a lot of yardage in one half. Oh, without without question. And, and you know, Dylan, I, you know, I, you and I were kind of surprised it was just 263 yards. Good play out there by the Panther corner. 
Still picked up five yards, but a nice, nice cover, nice tackle. It looked like it was uh, John Ray on the stop. And Ray's a junior, 5'8", 140-pounder. Nice stop uh, on that play. Then they give it to Rapp. He's going to get hemmed in. He might pick up a yard on the play. It looked like it was Braxton or Easton Hendrick. And again, if you're just joining us, uh, it's been all Panthers tonight from really from the start of the ball game. First two touches of the ball game were uh, Dylan Edwards touchdowns. Yes, they were. <laughs> Back to pass. Caught out in the flat. Wrestled down by Kevin Lohman. As we said, the first downs were, were very even uh, in the first half. Each team had 13, but when you looked at the score, it was 52 to, to zip. And they, again, the, I think the runners picked up a first down, and again, it was uh, Brady Rapp. First down from the, looks like, figured about the 11-yard line. Pass over the middle, touchdown, Mays South. Again, you know, right now what you're seeing is what you'll see if you go to Panther Stadium on Monday night. You're seeing JV against JV, so you know that uh, Coach Wietrich and Clark, they're they're looking at this, they're making notes, and they're saying, okay, you know, since they brought their JV in, it's, in their mind, it's seven to nothing JV. Yeah, that was on the reception was Jerron Askren. He's one of the starters for Mays. So they, they aren't totally uh, they aren't totally running JV. Extra point, boom. It's good. So with two fifty two fifty left in the game, fifty two fourteen. So the Panthers are gonna get the ball back. Maybe have one more play or two, possibly, because the clock will run uh, during this timeout after the uh, kick or after the touchdown. Excuse me. Panthers are going to go to seven and zero, and that should be a good enough record to give them a number one seed in the postseason. And what that means is they will host as long as they keep winning. Well, and you're right. Uh- that was the deal tonight was coming in that you, you needed to win. We're ranked number one. Uh, the, the, you know, how big is that Manhattan loss a couple of weeks ago when, when they lost Derby would have, everyone goes, well, Derby would have had that number one seed because of the fact that uh, they're undefeated. Well, no, the problem was is that Derby didn't have a first game. So not any fault of their own, but by winning percentages and what they do, it would have been Manhattan. So you're right. How big is postseason? You know, as long as you win, you're you're at home until the state state finals. Absolutely, and it's it's a whole lot more fun to play in front of your home crowd than than to travel somewhere. That's for sure. And a little Parks again. He's five eight one thirty, and he kicked one out of bounds. He just didn't hit it good. There's going to be a penalty marker on the play, and that's going to bring the ball out to the 35. I'll be interested to see who's in at quarterback for the Panthers. It, you know, we've had three quarterbacks in. The next guy up would be uh, Braxton 
Clark. Clark. He'll be the next guy up. And you'd have to think that's who you'd put in at the, at this part of the ball game. Braxton, again, he's a, he's a sophomore and a guy that uh, is really going to continue to grow. Well, Conley Hamlin is still the quarterback. This might be the only play for the Panthers. And the Panthers moved. We had one guy five yards down the field. And, and that's all right. The clock still moves. So, you know, we're under 40 seconds left in the ball game. Panthers are going to win this with 52-14. They should be a number one seed. It's kind of up in the air who they'll play. Some websites say they'll play campus. Some websites say Wichita North. I guess we'll just wait till it becomes official. Man, you're right. You know, it it's uh, it doesn't matter. You got a home game. You lit. You, you're you're ready for the playoffs, and Panthers will seal that home field advantage. Hubbard, and that's the last play of the game. Panthers are going to win this one big, fifty-two fourteen, and. Uh, it was 52 nothing at half, and, uh, you know, the Panthers just backed way off, and uh, uh, they handled they handled Mays South a lot better than I thought they would. Well, we, we, we thought it was going to be a good ball game just from the fact of how well Mays and Mays South played. But, Doyle, you throw those records out the window. We say it all the time. It's like when you see Salina and Salina South play each other, you get those hometown rivalries and you throw them out the window, but, when they when they played May or Hayes so tough last week, we both thought coming in, man, this this could be a, a Donnybrook here tonight. We knew we could put points on the board. I think the question was, how's our defense going to react? And man, I I think Coach Wietrich, when he's, we see him here in a little bit, it's going to be you know smiling ear to ear. Oh, I, I think yeah, I, I I think he's going to be. And uh, uh, Panthers look way better tonight than they did last week. And and. You know, we, we talked about that with the coaches, about the kids peaking at the right time. And a- after this game tonight, they're ready for the postseason. Well, and, and, and I know everyone's going to say, well, the competition, this or that. No, you, you can tell. I, I, I don't remember what the other ball game it was. It may have been Hutch. But you can tell the way the kids are playing. You can tell their, their momentum, how they're at- how they're reacting on all three phases of the ball game, as Coach Clark always says, it's three phases of a football game, not just offense or defense. Yeah, absolutely right. Panthers win this one 52 to 14. This is Panther Football on Live 105, KDKQ 105.9 FM. We'll be back. Pesky Weeds, TenderCare offers lawn services like Weed Control. Along with lawn maintenance, they offer landscaping, irrigation, swimming pools, patios, cook centers, and more. Find them on the web at tendercarelandscape.com or you can reach them at 788-5416. TenderCare, located at 218 South Water Street in Derby. A proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Looking for a program that features Christian music classics of the 70s and 80s? I listen to the trumpet of Jesus. Seek no more. Streets of Gold is the program. Join us this week for those Christian music oldies with artists like Keith Green, Petra, Second Chapter of Acts. Well, you get the idea. Many more right here. Streets of Gold, Sunday evenings at 5 on Live 105. 
In need of some weekly inspiration? Join New Spring Church every Sunday at 11 a.m. on Alive 105 for encouraging worship and a message from God's Word that will equip you for the week ahead. If you want to know what New Spring Church is about, we eat, sleep, drink, breathe, life change. We want people's lives to change. If people's lives aren't changing, there's no reason for us to exist. Learn more about New Spring Church in Wichita at newspring.org. Hey everybody, this is Andy Christman. Join me this weekend for worship as I play your favorite worship music by today's Christian artists. We're going to sing, lift our voices to God, read His Word. It's going to be an awesome time that you don't want to miss. It's all this weekend on Worship. Worship with Andy Christman, Sunday mornings at 9 on Alive 105. Hey everybody, Greg Laurie here. Imagine hearing a great song on the radio and then you wonder... What did those lyrics mean exactly? Listen, I know people need encouragement, and I want to take them deeper, a greater understanding of the scripture behind these amazing Christian songs. How refreshing would that be? Unpack the lyrics to your favorite songs. Don't miss Refresh with Pastor Greg Laurie. Each weekend, be sure to tune in. Well, we're back at the... May South, where the Panthers knocked off the Mavericks 52-14. to uh, It was quite a game. Maybe the uh, best offensive and defensive performance by the Panthers so far this year, and it's the right time to start doing that. Oh, no question. I think Coach Clark, as we said, Coach Clark and Coach Wietrich, all the coaches, uh, they got to be happy tonight with this victory, and, and even happier. I, I didn't see any injuries to the Panthers. It looked like we came off the field unscathed in that manner. And going into the playoffs, you you asked Coach Clark that right before the game. You said, "Where are we at? Where are we at peak wise?" And, and you know, Coach Clark's always the the uh, guy that says, "Hey, we still got more in the tank," but he's got to be very pleased uh, so far. Well, the first half stats, and again, uh, the first downs don't really tell the story. Uh, a lot of first downs by May South late in the ball game when the when the starters are out. First downs, Derby 19, May South 23. Rushing, Derby 31, carries 427 yards rushing the football. May South 31 touches for 106 yards. Average plays, almost 14 average yards per play for Panthers, just 3.4 for May South. Yeah, quite a, quite a ball game, and uh, you know the kids have to feel real, real good about it. Now, passing between Mercer Thatcher and Brock Zerger and Conley Hamlin, not not bad. They didn't have to throw the ball much tonight. But six for eight for 104 yards for May South, 19 for 32 for just 153. Doyle, total yards of offense for the Panthers tonight. And again, the majority of this all happened in the first half. 531 yards of offense. May South, Again, the majority of the offense came late in the ballgame, 259 total yards of offense. Yeah, Panthers kind of stifled it in the first half. And, uh, again, like you said, most of their yardage came in the second half and most of the Panther yardage in the first half. Uh, individual stats, again, Mercer Thatcher, four for six tonight for 87 yards. Conley Hamlin, one for one for four yards. On the receiving end uh, for the Panthers, Brock Zerger had two catches for 87 yards. Colton Rudy, a new guy, sophomore, comes in, has one catch for 13 yards. Noah Oprike has one catch for four. Dylan Edwards, one catch for one yard. Caden Brown, one catch for minus one yard. Rushing, Dylan Edwards in limp 
minute action tonight. 11 touches, 276 yards, and Doyle again. First two carries of the ball game, he had 140 yards or some, somewhere about that. Mercer Thatcher, six rushes for 41 yards. Derek Hubbard, eight touches for 10. Conley Hamlin, two carries for two yards. And Brock Zerger, two carries for one yard. Again, tonight's ball game, 531 total yards of offense for the Panthers. And the, and the this thing that you really want to look at, the thing that matters, Derby 52, May South 14, Derby lives to, to host at home again. Uh, absolutely. Panthers in the regular season, 7-0, a perfect 7-0, and uh, they will host uh, next week. Uh, again, we're not sure who they're going to be playing, but uh, we'll we'll see that in a couple. It doesn't matter. We, we've got a game next week, so I don't think it matters to the coaches or the Panthers who they play. 52-14 to 14 is the final here in May's. This has been Panther Football on Alive 105, 80 KQ, 105.9 FM. Thanks for listening.